That's my name. <laughs> Speaking of getting old, let's talk about Power Rangers. All right, let's All right. do it. Hey, this is Sharks Cross Hollywood, and this is week four of Power Rangers Month 2022, which is the last week of Power Rangers Month 2022. And we we, we said we were going to do something crazy. We're going to give you the truth about the Power Rangers. And that is the definitive truth, as told by an, a Christian evangelical weirdo. You're not ready for this one, people. Uh, Turn it off while you still can, while you still have your innocence. So... There's a man out there. I'm pretty sure he's still out there. It took it took me it took me months to find him on Twitter again. His name is Phil Phillips. The best name ever. Right on the front of the, the this book. It's a book, by the way. Holy shit. I I guess we should make that important. Yeah. This is our this is the first Sharks Across Hollywood book review. Welcome to the Sharks Across Hollywood book club. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. We've never done this before, so we don't know how to pr- approach this shit. So what we're gonna start with is making fun of Phil Phillips himself. <laughs> I don't really know how to describe this guy, but he looks a little bit like Donald Trump got plastic surgery. See, I was going to say Eric Trump. He lo- he looks like if Eric Trump filled <laughs> okay. out a little bit. You know that movie Toys with Robin Williams? Yeah. He kind of looks like somebody from that movie. Like somebody, a toy version of... <laughs> that movie's super creepy, by the way. That's just a weird-ass movie. What are the two sons' names? The, the two... is There's Eric and... Uh... The two uh, Trump boys. This guy looks like if someone just took the both of them and <laughs> mashed their heads together until they molded into one and kept the mass of two but molded <laughs> into one, you know, because he's kind of got a chunky face a little bit. Not trying to make fun, you know, not, not trying to make fun of him for being fat or anything. It's just he does have, you know, like a, 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 a sort of chunky Trump son look. Well, he's, he's doing a duck face like... Like, he's he's pre-Instagram with that duck face. Like mm. he, He's a pioneer in that sense. So, the truth about Power Rangers. An in-depth look at the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers revealing the violence and philosophy behind the number one toy and kids TV show in America. So, this guy also wrote a book called Turmoil in the Toy Box that came out in 86 about how Ninja Turtles and He-Man and the Care Bears... Are- I don't think he got into Ninja Turtles in Turmoil in the Toy Box. I think that was pre-Ninja Turtles. I think it was before Ninja Turtles became a phenomenon. Like, Ninja Turtles existed, but it hadn't become the massive phenomenon. I could be wrong. And I'm not sure, because I, ne- I never read it, but I want to. Oh, God, do I want to read. I don't remember him addressing <laughs> Ninja Turtles in it. I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I skimmed the whole thing and read certain sections. He got really into the ones that were big a few years earlier, like Cabbage Patch Kids, He-Man, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I'm sure he had real fun with that one. Thundercats, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> okay, you know? yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. I know he does tackle the Ninja Turtles at some point, but... Like, he's a few yeah. years behind the times, you know, Libby like the pop culture evolution he's just a couple of years behind it i'm surprised he's as up and on shit on this one as he is like what when did he write this he wrote this like near the end of season two would be my yeah guess. it came out i think it was published 95 yeah copyright 1995 first printing october 95 so yeah the movie was either, it wasn't out yet but they were i was gonna say the movie is just it. about to hit in the in a few months in the summer i believe <laughs> hearing the shit he has to say about the movie is kind of funny because he blows it 
way the fuck out of proportion. That's what he does. That's how you get. That's how you get these fucking Christian parents on board. Also, like we talked about last week. Yeah, you, he he does kind of blow everything out of proportion. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have a different perspective on this than I am. I am very much because yeah. I did grow up in in a in a slightly church going household, but we were not it, there was there was not really any oppression as far as like you know both my my dad and my dad's house and my mom's house. I got to watch Power Rangers and all the cartoons and shit that I wanted. It didn't matter. I grew up. Now, now, granted, not not necessarily grew up. Grew up is maybe the wrong way to say it. But I spent my teenage years in a household that was the household he was targeting with this. Which is to say, you know, I had a stay-at-home mom. My stepmom was a stay-at-home mom. We were hyper-evangelical. <laughs> you know, church multiple times per week. Not just on Sundays. Multiple church functions per week. And uh, uh, no TV in the house, but then there was always that fight with the tv because my grandma had a tv and she lived right next door and so my oh. brothers would sneak over to her house and i had a tv but i didn't have a t i i couldn't get a much of a tv signal was she was your grandma just like it's fine you just sneak no she was she was like that too but you know it's her grandkids mm -hmm. you know so grandmas are always way more permissive than they would be with anyone else with their grandkids oh yeah so she oh, would yeah. she was she was just as hyper evangelical as my folks but she would also let a lot of shit slide because it was her grandkids so yeah it i got to watch the scenarios this guy talks about play out and so i i actually have some first-hand experience with how some of the shit awesome. he talks about works i'm very excited let's 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 dig uh, into it so it starts on page seven because this this uh what is it 107 page book can only have 100 pages of like actual <laughs> stuff in it and, and boy he's He's pushing that page limit. He, he inserted some complete non sequitur picture, photographs, pictures, full page spreads of just pictures, <laughs> just and to get just to get that page length up. Zero context. Like later on in the book, yeah. there's just a picture of Jason and Kimberly, and like for what? Yeah, reason? it doesn't relate to the text that's near it at all. No. Like in no way whatsoever. So he's just cramming for page length. That's it. The first chapter is really just you know it's it's a more phenomenon. What's a Power Ranger? And he just talks about talks about how Saban fucking tried to do this once before and how Saban began his career. We've talked about that shit, so we really don't need to really dive too deep into that. He spends a lot of time defining things um, <laughs> which makes me wonder is he aiming this at parents who have children who might watch Power Rangers or is he aiming this at the parents who live in isolation and their children have never heard of Power Rangers in order to prevent the children from ever finding out about it because he seems kind of all over the place. <laughs> there is that. a lot of like don't show your kids these things at all you don't like I, he implied that you don't actually want to have to talk to them about this stuff at some point. I don't yeah. remember where that was Oh no, like, it, yeah, he definitely implied that at least once yeah there's a real strong this is that thing that carries through to this day in a big way he's pandering to parents who don't want to have to parent their children you know and, <laughs> and, and that's really like the evangelical thing is all about that like they talk about if you if you read some of the stuff he says in theory some of the stuff he says is actually really good like he talks about making time for your children uh spending constructive time with them talking to them about the violence that they see on tv and stuff like that and having real constructive conversations about things that could be shocking or scary to but he them. doesn't actually mean it yeah <laughs> but then he's also basically trying to teach you how to avoid having to talk to your kids about difficult things 
Yeah, Rachel and I were discussing this in the car yesterday, and she's like, well, no, evangelicals, like like the, those really religious people, they like to have babies to show off. But once they start having personalities, they don't actually want to like hang out with them anymore. There's a shocking amount of that. I actually met a lady, this is not a joke. It Now, granted, she is the most extreme example I've ever seen. She had something like eight children or something like that. Gross. But no, but here's the thing. <laughs> she literally said once, I just love having babies. I love being pregnant i love having babies but i don't really like bothering with them after that boy everybody <laughs> should just be allowed to have kids shouldn't they? believe it or not her kids are not the most well-adjusted people you've ever met i know that sounds like a stretch no that's super shocking i was, <laughs> I was expecting them to just be the most productive members of society and be completely well-adjusted and fine so part one who are these new superheroes again he's just going back into fucking this is this is kind of retread territory for us it, yeah for sure it is I, I i will say i can see how a lot of parents would need this chapter because he gets into a thing <laughs> later in the book where he starts talking about how much tv kids watch he says you know particularly some kids in poorer communities end up watching 10 to 12 hours of tv a day the like what else are they gonna do they yeah gonna go outside and get stabbed maybe. and then but the problem with that is it, he makes a good point that's a that's a valid point that does happen kids watch too much tv you know but really the issue there isn't the power rangers the issue is the societal dynamic that forces parents out of the home to where they can't be there for their kids that's the issue that really could maybe use some addressing here yeah but it's not actually an issue if you love your kids you'll just be rich oh well yeah that's fair you'll that's you'll, fair. you'll you'll be a stay-at-home mother while your husband goes and works yeah that's true and if you don't have a husband then you're obviously a whore <laughs> unless he's dead in and which then in which case if you look at uh, another man you're also just you're a whore yeah yeah hey it says in the bible somewhere that you're not supposed to as a woman you're not supposed to remarry and as a man you're not supposed to marry somebody who's already been married previously i can confirm it does say that in not so, in so many words but actually a lot more words a, a lot more words yeah that book is very verbose and it's like shakespeare and i just don't want to read it <laughs> it's got some great it's got some great prose in it i, I gotta say especially the king james man <laughs> shakespeare got nothing on that shit okay this is where i start take this is about where i start taking notes so chop chop what the fuck okay so this is chapter three of part chop, one chop, what the fuck i wouldn't expect a chapter <laughs> heading from this guy with that chop chop and sing along with alpha now available at the video store nearest you so first season of power rangers the program was on air eight million power rangers videos flew out of the video stores i have i had several of them actually we've done episodes on some of them. <laughs> we have the main power rangers video series on the market is a five-part series titled green with evil which we've talked about that too i had the very first one of those and <laughs> And it's awesome. It really is. It's it's a good for children's television. That is an epic. That is a crazy epic bit of children's TV right there. I like how here he's about to get into some very critical of capitalist things, and then later on in the book he's angry about the portrayal <laughs> of uh, the portrayal of business people in Power Rangers, it, particularly VR Troopers. Oh, that's right, the... VR Troopers. Yeah, VR Troopers was the one he was really pissed about because the bad guy is a businessman. The fucking Karate Club. It's we true. Talked... You know what? The Karate Club videos do warrant your concern because Jason David Frank is so fucking hot in the intro to that second video. I guarantee, especially that one. Woo. I guarantee he made some boys question themselves. He made my sister all excited when I mm -hmm. brought that video home. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't highlight anything. So apparently I. 
I just wanted to talk about this whole thing. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Karate Club video, which we covered those last year with All Saints, was last year, right? Yes, uh, and you can go back and listen to those. They are uh, they're available now. He calls this, Phil Phillips does, the most problematic of the Power Rangers videos. Guarantee it's because that shirtless D- Jason David Frank. That he does, doesn't say it. It doesn't. He I doesn't think, say it, but that's that's where he got angry. Their outfits do come up later. Not their Power Ranger outfits. Their yeah, I know. Kimberly showing her belly button mm-hmm. and whatever. And Austin St. John's, you know. Uh, uh, His little tank top. Tank tops and, yeah. and shit, yeah. What is the likelihood that a child watching a video will be wearing loose clothes under adult supervision on an exercise mat? And in a, very unlikely. But True, but he goes on later in this book to highlight many extremely unlikely situations like parents who are already out of the house for 10 to 12 extra hours beyond their child's school time per day having the time to sit down and have lengthy conversations about violence in the media and creating a comforting and safe environment for their child so if you're going to criticize unrealistic scenarios uh, maybe remove the plank from your own eye there, Phil Phillips. <laughs> Along with that, he's already, he's like criticizing this. He's like, you know, the, the Green Ranger tells you not to use it in school or whatever. And the video openly says, or no, but but more than once the putties are defeated in a school setting. I uh, can't confirm or deny that. I'm uh, sure it's true. Well, there was that, uh, there was that really awesome fight with Billy. You actually made me watch specifically. I think it was in season three and it took place on like a playground. It was a playground. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's some validity to what he's saying. It is. That fight is super awesome, by the it way. It is an awesome fight. I <laughs> that, can't deny that. That fucking song like makes the whole thing too he does say that later he's like if you turn it off it's just like a bunch of dumb images that are like strung together i'm like yeah it's a fucking tv commercial you're complaining about the process of making a tv show there dude if you strip out any of those elements it falls apart that's what makes it yeah it's for kids it's not it's editing it's 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 filmmaking like that (laughs) of course of course if you take some low budget shit like this and strip out one of the key elements it's going to fall apart there there's a point in this where he where the script flips like you knew it was coming but at first he's like getting some stuff wrong and that's fine because he's old and out of touch but he just goes and he's like this is what the power rangers is this is why you maybe should be concerned and then the switch flips and he's like satan is here because (laughs) because something about china and buddhism and i'm like oh oh that part i I saw that coming a mile away. I knew exactly what you were talking about. I knew exactly where it was going. The code of the arts one. (laughs) Because I grew up in that. And I will tell you what, man. Evangelical Christianity, I mean, is fucking terrified of Asia. (laughs) They are terrified of Asia. Like, seriously. There's literally literally a verse in the Bible. And I have heard it quoted back as... Seriously? And... No, there, there's a there's a passage in the book of Acts, right, okay. where it's recounting the the actions of the apostles of Christ after the death of Jesus. It's recount it recounts the acts of the apostles in their lives, right, focusing primarily on Paul, but not exclusively on Paul. And it basically says that God told them, "Don't go to Asia." Okay, He specifically told the apostles, "Do not go to Asia." And people are like, because they're so evil that you can't go anywhere near them or they will seduce you with their evil. Now, granted, that's not what's in the Bible. No, I guess. It's that when it's it's that when they got the direction from God on where to go, they were told, don't go to Asia. Go to this place. Go to that place. Go to the, the other place. Don't go to Asia. Well, I guess it makes kind of sense because he had Xerxes over there going like, I am God. Like that is literally the, the stuff I said <laughs> after that. That is what. 
the reasoning was and that is a very prominent reasoning in evangelical christianity and it all spawns from from xenophobia it all spawns from the fact that religion is a massive contributor to culture it is it, it is here in america it, it is, is in europe it is in africa it is in asia it is in south america it is in australia i don't care where you are religion is a huge contributor to culture and Asian culture, because their religion is so unlike Christianity, because a lot of those religions over there are so unlike the Abrahamic religions, they create a culture that is very foreign. Like, like foreign to the point where, I mean, looking at their storytelling is a perfect example because their storytelling methods have a completely different structure because it's shaped by their philosophy of the world, their philosophy of what the meaning of life is, what the meaning of storytelling is. All of that stuff shapes the way you tell a story. and Consequently, a lot of their stories seem very nonsensical, you know, or, or like the reasoning doesn't connect with us. And so it's like as foreign as you can get. Consequently, Christians are fucking terrified of that shit because it requires a level of understanding. It highlights how intrinsic religion is to the forming of culture. And evangelical Christians like to pretend that American culture is for everybody and that it's just right universally, and that it's not about, it's not something that was formed by Christianity, and that Christianity created a lot of the biases that we have. Because if you look at it that way, then you have to admit that Christianity isn't perfect and did lead to some bad things, which it did. It led to some bad things. It led to the promotion of slavery. It led to the subjugation of women. You know, it led, it led to prejudice against minorities it led to the murders and beatings of homosexuals and stuff like that you know like it led to those things but evangelical christians don't want to admit that every other religion is bad even though every religion technically has led to those very yeah. similar things for all of the good things that there are in buddhism and stuff there's some fucked up shit that goes on over there too yeah they're still the same conservative assholes that I don't really want to be around. Because assholes are assholes. Well, and I was I was listening to the Hardcore Zen audiobook by Brad Warner, and I'm like, oh, this guy's cool, right? He really loves Ronald Reagan. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm 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 on the right. I'm 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 right wing. I'm like, why? How? And then I dug a little deeper into Buddhism itself, and I'm like, oh fuck these guys. God damn it. Just when I thought I had something that's kind of cool and interesting that I can like kind of dive into. No. It's like this. Not allowed. There are elements from every philosophy that are good yeah and there are elements from every philosophy that are shitty i like the introspection part of buddhism it's it's it's, it's interesting sure. it's fun meditating nothing wrong with that uh th this guy probably will say something fucking different about that i'm but. sure he will <laughs> but i you know i and, and then conversely looking at christianity the idea of the idea of forgiveness and unconditional love for people the idea of meeting violence with love and understanding you know unconditional love but you're still going to hell if i if you do something I don't like. But what I'm saying is it's easy to look at the bad elements and write off the good elements because of the bad elements. Same thing with Buddhism. You could look at the bad elements and write off the good elements. There are good elements in everything. If you can take the good and leave the bad, then you can come up with something that makes the world a better place. It yeah. just kind of solidified my issues with religion as a whole. And I'm just like, you yeah. know what? I'm just going to go over here and do my own thing and pretend to be a Satanist because it bugs people. My, big, my <laughs> big problem with religion, the reason, the reason I hate religion is because it creates an exclusionary environment. It creates an environment where, where people say, we've got it figured out and you don't. We've got <laughs> all the right answers and you don't. Anybody so who's outside off. of this is wrong. And I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. Anybody who claims to have all of the answers is completely full of shit. Yeah, I don't know shit, and I'm okay with it. I know that 
martial arts is not the work of the devil, like this fucking asshole says. <laughs> uh, the video openly says that karate was developed by monks in Tibetan India. It also lists the code of the arts, followed by monks, all of which sound like quote-unquote good things to most adults. We covered that. Go back and listen to our episode on it. They're, they're all there. But he makes us sound stupid because he's like, he gets the confidence and then he has to put parentheses believing in oneself. Like, I'm like, these... Okay, never mind. You're writing this book to adults, right? Like, okay. I'm not joking. When I was growing up, I had a moment where there was a moment where a Crystal Light commercial came on. Crystal Light. Remember Crystal oh, Light? Oh, I remember Crystal Light, yes. A Crystal Light commercial came on, and the slogan of Crystal Light was, I believe in Crystal Light because I believe in me. <laughs> and my mother, my stepmother, I shit you not, in a fury sparked by this commercial, said, You should be believing in Jesus Christ! Like, angered by this crystal light commercial. The, but... the, 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 <laughs> the belief in oneself thing was really a hot button issue back in the but 80s. But it's like, I exist. Can I, like, my hand is here. Can I believe in that? Like, like they're... It was a new idea. The idea of self-confidence, believing in oneself. And consequently, they conflated it to the most blasphemous, extreme <laughs> version where it's, where it's I believe in myself as the center of the universe and yeah. everything is about me. Yep. Like, they could only conflate it to the most extreme, ridiculous, douchebaggery version of it. Where it's like, fuck everything but me and my needs. You know, obviously that's <laughs> not what it means. It doesn't mean I believe in me to the exclusion of everything else. Right. <laughs> That's funny. That's so fucked up. Oh, man. Uh, so it, after he lists off those... I, the, I, I will say, though, Christianity has mellowed out a little bit in the interim. A tiny, a tiny bit. Well, some some of, yeah. some of Christianity like, has mellowed. Like you have some people, of them have, have, heart, have doubled down. You have people like my mom who are caught in this weird limbo of like, oh, my God, I have to get married to this guy because we're living together and that's just wrong. But, I mean... I guess it'd be all right if my son was gay. Living in sin. But, uh... Oh, my. She hates the fact that I'm not married. I'm just, like, sticking it to him. Let's keep going with this code of the arts thing. So he lists off all the code of the arts. He says, then, though, what the video does not state in italics is loyalty to whom? Discipline toward what end? Or dedication to what cause? The devil, obviously. Satan, yeah, 100%. It's Satan. So the goal is to emulate the rain Green Ranger's kata. A very sloppily written note that I made myself. What's wrong with karate? Question mark. Oh, boy, I didn't even start this part already know <laughs> <laughs> so what's wrong with karate that's the next section four things are wrong about karate for christian children so now you're a christian what he doesn't know apparently is that jason david frank is also a christian yeah but jason david frank is not his type of christian one karate assumes each person is completely responsible for his or her own self-defense i'm just gonna read this part because i have it highlighted i started highlighting now Tw page 28 uh scriptures teach us the exact opposite the lord god is our bulwark our shield our defender our advocate our protector our provider our rock numerous descriptive terms occur repeatedly throughout the bible calling the godly person to put their trust in the lord not in self scriptures also teach that the strong must look out for the weak to defend and provide for those who are defenseless and without adequate provision we are not to be self-reliant but rather be in relationship with others so that we are continually involved in give and receive behaviors parents have responsibility to defend their children and adults have responsibility to defend the young in karate children may assume they must be solely responsible for their own defense that's an erroneous position before christ what the fuck so <laughs> So my my chill I'm not available, right? I'm Again, not 
taking it to the furthest yeah. extreme possible. I'm not available. My child doesn't have me right this second. They're at school. They're getting the shit kicked out of them and nobody's paying attention, right? I happen to know karate and I teach them some stuff and they fucking fight back and beat the shit out of this kid. Does God hate them now because they defended themselves? <laughs> Apparently so. No. <laughs> no, obviously not. This is a situation where what Christ was speaking about is an ideal to strive for in oneself. That's the key. That's the key that so much of Christianity ignores. When Christ spoke about that stuff, he wasn't talking about something you need to impose on others. He was talking about work you need to do on yourself. And it's an ideal. It's something you reach for. It's an end goal. It's not where anybody's at right now. Because we're all imperfect. The second thing that's wrong with Karate. Karate assumes that our defense is ultimately physical, of course. God's word, spiritual stuff. Three is Karate assumes that problems which cannot be sidestepped should be dealt with by physical means in a definitive way. He literally says, don't fight if you don't have to. It's not so you can walk up to somebody and kick the shit out of them. It's so if they start trying to kick the shit out of you, you can defend yourself. What he's saying is not wrong. You know, he's saying problems that cannot be dealt with in another way, but that's accurate. Problems that can't be dealt with yeah. in another way. Karate isn't about starting shit. Karate is about the ability to finish shit if you don't have another option. Because some people, because let's be honest, some, some people in this world, and there's plenty of them, can only communicate with a fist. You probably won't have to fight, but maybe you, you might. The main problem I have with the way evangelical Christianity in particular addresses the issue of self-defense is that the ideas that Jesus was teaching about, you know, it, where he said, if someone strikes you on the left cheek, turn to him the right cheek also. So he can punch you in that one too? Yeah. The idea of Jesus's philosophy was very contradictory to common sense. And he said that. He said, this is contradictory to common sense. He said, this will appear as foolishness. You know, he said, but what basically what he was saying is I'm showing you a higher way to deal with things. You know, that if if you're met with violence, meet it with peace. If you're met with hate, meet it with love. He was demonstrating a higher way of dealing with things. But here's the thing. Teaching that to children is not right because adults he was speaking to adults who have dealt with the world in a certain way and who have learned the common sense way of dealing with the world then you get to the philosophy of christ which is taking existence and and uh taking the way we deal with society to a higher level but you can't get to a higher level if you don't get to the base level so you're trying to teach children no no never never deal with the worlds in this way but the problem is that's how the world functions so you have to teach them how to deal with the world the way it functions so that they can make the choice or not to move on to that higher level because if it if, if you're not making that by choice then it's no virtue you know like it's not a virtuous choice if you were never given a choice and you're basically crippling children by teaching them to not be able to deal with the world as it is. He says something like that here. I even highlighted it. Karate forces a child to decide who is friend and who is foe. Karate was birthed by adults for adults. Adults are more able to discern what behavior is truly menacing and what is just annoying. Yeah. Christianity was birthed by adults for adults. It is much more productive to teach a child to communicate with peers, face potential enemies without martial arts training, and discern when to walk away and when to confront. Children also need to be taught when and how to call for help from friends, teachers, or other adults and authority figures, including those wearing uniforms or badges. Yeah, they help. I just said that. Sometimes they're not around. 
Yeah, he's 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 not making bad points. Like no. it's not that those are wrong. He's basically saying that's it. That's the yeah, only. That's option. the end. Like no, that's not the end. That's that's one aspect. Yes, but then there's this other aspect that karate can help deal with. And my favorite part of this book is where he's talking about you know dealing with you know uh, calling on someone you know with or badges you know. And then later on in the chapter titled uh, The Last Thing We Need Is Another Gang, he goes on to describe <laughs> the police force. Literally every descriptor he uses of a gang is a description that can be accurately applied to the police. They're here to help. It says so on their cars. So the, the, the fourth reason Crotty is bad is Crotty advocates supreme loyalty to the dojo, which means, obviously, if you're loyal to one thing, you just can't be also loyal to something else. You can't be into your dojo and also into jesus like it's just not possible apparently <laughs> and it, it that is so completely full of shit too i had a son he did taekwondo it advocates respect for your dojo but yeah. not supreme loyalty no yeah no karate instructor is out there teach well okay maybe a john crease is <laughs> yeah, out there there there's definitely kids. those yeah, out there. i'm not saying that there aren't douchebags out there who are doing that but no reasonable karate instructor is out there teaching kids that they need to be loyal to the dojo above all christianity advocates supreme loyalty to the lord christ that sounds so creepy though <laughs> that sounds so so cult-like the way he puts that <laughs> It's it, it, that, that, that that's actually kind of scary the way he's wording that. We can move on to like the the, the Christmas stuff. He he also that's chop chop and sing along with Alpha. These are he's talking about the you know the videotapes and stuff. Right. So power sounds for the holidays? Question mark. One hundred percent. His beef with this one is that it's little, not purely Christian. That a little robot is fucking singing it. No, it's it's <laughs> entirely that it's secular. I, As if this show was made specifically for Christian kids to be shown in churches or something. It was made by a. It was created by a Jewish man. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> exactly. His his whole beef with this thing is that it's a secular treatment of christmas because christmas isn't for anybody but the supremely devoted i'm exaggerating of course but that's he's exaggerating too he's being ridiculous oh yeah uh what is troublesome is the one world approach to the video yeah, yeah. oh that one world thing oh that was my god the the illuminati conspiracy <laughs> started in evangelical Christianity. well it's funny because remember remember uh wcw the nwo i brought that up to my mom and she's like that's not good i'm like mother it's fine. it's Hulk Hogan. Come on. New World Order. Oh god, I remember I remember so much conspiracy theory shit. So much conspiracy theory shit in Christianity. Constantly. Like it is it is no wonder that the whole QAnon thing took off big in the evangelical crowd. That does not <laughs> surprise me in the least. The Illuminati thing is funny as fuck to me. Every time I see like an eye, I'm like, look, it's the, they're, they're coming. It's the Illuminati. And and I can't play chess without fucking looking at it either. <laughs> What a great boogeyman. I know. It doesn't even make sense. It's so absurd. I'm like, you guys know that the Illuminati was like a real thing back in like the 1700s, right? It was just a bunch <laughs> of smart guys who were annoyed with all the Christians or whatever. <laughs> and they just wanted to like talk science-y stuff. Yeah, because uh, you could literally get executed yeah. for having scientific conversations. Now Beyonce and Jay-Z are like these supreme rulers <laughs> in it. <laughs> like, sure. All right. The, the, the booty Beyonce Jay Z thing is fucking gold. <laughs> the, the bootylicious lady? <laughs> That's funny. So, chapter four, he goes in oh. to talk about like sales and stuff. Yes, this show made billions and billions of fucking dollars, obviously. You know, I'm not going to be any kind of defender of, of uh, rampant capitalism here, no, but, but like the awful thing is, is 
And I'm not talking about him specifically because he does not specifically jump on any political bandwagons in this book. Uh, so I'm not talking about him specifically. But evangelical Christianity at this time had crawled so far up the Republicans' ass. And who is more rampant capitalist than the Republican Party? Like, seriously. There's parts about capitalism that are cool. We don't need those goddamn movies that we buy all the time. That's fine. You know <laughs> you know what we should get, get capital capitalism out of though? Medicine. Yeah, that would be yeah, maybe maybe some things that are like intrinsic <laughs> to human survival. Yeah. yeah are not maybe. the best place for rampant capitalism. Maybe we can yeah. Do you, do you like that argument when you're like, hey, free healthcare? You say free healthcare and they're like, It's not free. I'm like, I understand how things like that work. Like I don't yeah, it what it what it is is using the term communal healthcare. You say commute, and people immediately <laughs> throw ist nist onto the end of that, and uh, that's why I, keep, I I try to say universal healthcare now. Yeah, and you've just ended the conversation there. They can't hear anything you have to say after that because you watch CNN, which obviously stands for Communist News Network. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism, let's compare sales from Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles here. Check this out. Since it first introduced Power Rangers, Saban Entertainment has more, made more than $1 billion in revenue from licensed project, product, products. Oh my. The Power Rangers are on a faster track than Ninja Turtles, which sold nearly $6 billion in merchandising during the first eight years. This is a year, this is two years in, yeah. and they're already over a billion dollars yeah. in sales. That is fucking and that's insane. just merchandising that's not that's not the show that's not advertising that's not no um, they they have everything that you know there's yeah. pasta there's bubble bath bed sheets coloring books all the stuff pajamas i had i had several of these things i had mm -hmm. toys i had fucking doll sets for girls to cash in on the growing trend of girls playing with action hero dolls an estimated 30 percent of the power rangers figures are purchased by or for female fans i mean hey that that was very progressive for the time i literally remember when my dad first found out like when i first started getting into action figures and i was god damn it they were action figures they were not dolls and my dad fucking loved to call them dolls because of how irritated i got by it <laughs> yeah no that that tracks we were we were both raised in that kind of thing where masculinity was very fragile yeah no i mean that, that that's cool because yeah when i was in school when i was in grade school in the 80s no girls played with action figures no girls played with gi joe or he-man or stuff like that so hey girls were getting into power rangers that's awesome i think that's great well and he actually he actually says that it's bad like how inclusive it is later doesn't he oh yeah oh yeah i'm like what the fuck are you talking are you you're just you're I don't I don't understand this guy. <laughs> Evangelical Christianity loves the gender roles thing. So now chapter because five, they're biblical. I know. And the that, gender roles yeah. are all in the Bible. It couldn't have anything to do with the fact that it was written by an ancient culture. An ancient culture. Yeah, it was that was patriarchal in nature and trying to preserve that. That couldn't have had anything to do with not, it. Not a damn thing. The next chapter, chapter five, is about the movie and we've also talked about that i just love that some of his descriptions go so far overboard in describing some of the, some of the shit that is expected to be seen in the movie you know like he talks about the cgi like it's going to be awesome like it's like it's going to be jurassic <laughs> that's right. park that's right and i'm like yeah uh <laughs> not quite granted granted they they had like a third of the budget ish that fucking i mean it's not as bad as vampires no. but it's it's pretty fucking bad it's part of the ride at that point like when you're especially now 
I mean, it's perfectly in keeping with the schlockiness of Power Rangers, you know, like which he is also very critical of later at like at the yeah. very end of the book. I'm like, dude, it's for kids. You know that, right? <laughs> Not everything has to be like super stimulating. Oh, no, no. I did you did, do you remember what he then went on to say? It is demeaning. I'm quoting now. OK, I'm reading directly from the book. It is demeaning and offensive to our children when producers give anything other than their finest effort to children's programs. Our children should be presented the finest television has to offer, the funniest programs, the most inspiring dramas, the most sparkling music, the most brilliant acting, directing, lighting, choreography, and costuming. Why play to the lowest common denominator? Why give schlocky TV to kids? The TV executive's answer, of course, is that children can't tell the difference. So why spend more in getting them to clamor for specific products, toys, and cereals? Our children need to be elevated in importance and played up to, not down to. It should be emphasized that the very next section talks shit about how perfect the characters are and how we should only display imperfect characters. Oh, yeah. No, because it makes kids feel bad about I being I had imperfect. that page marked, but the, the sex part was what I have highlighted because it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he gets very... And it, it's because I, it makes him fucking uncomfortable. I, total, I totally understand the discomfort he felt because evangelical Christianity is so intrinsically homophobic. I get it. You see those muscles on Austin St. John. You see da Jason David Frank without his shirt on. It makes you feel weird things. It does. <laughs> I understand it. You're right. It is the gay agenda. They are trying to turn the boys queer. And they are succeeding, God damn it. What about Kimberly? Yeah, Kimberly's hot, too. <laughs> All right, so chapter six. Uh, he brings brings VR fucking troopers into it because that's their new show. So they got to... <laughs> So he's trying to get it. He's trying to fill pages so hard at this point that yeah. he brought VR troop VR fucking troopers. Yeah. Uh, a blip on the pop culture radar. Yeah. This is one of those shows that people are like, oh, does anybody remember this show? I feel like I made it up. Nobody remembers VR. Troopers. I'm like, no, you didn't make it up. There's a lot of shows like that where people are like, I think I made this up. I'm like, you didn't. I know it. It's not that fucking weird. There's definitely somebody <laughs> out there who thinks that they made up tattooed teenage alien fighters from beverly hills which he mentions at the end yes of the book. <laughs> they get an honorable mention i was very shocked by this yeah i really wish we'd had this book when we did the interview with jill oh, i would no be shit. curious to see how she felt about being tangentially included <laughs> he doesn't really have anything to say about vr troopers now he just kind of talks about ryan Steele. oh oh wait no here let's see ryan Steele, a white male martial arts instructor whose father disappeared some years ago there's no mention of his mother caitlin hall slash star a white female photojournalist her name is Caitlin Hall. <laughs> I love that you're emphasizing white like he hasn't been bold and underlined. They don't. J.B. Reese, a black male computer expert. And then, you know, Ryan's dog can talk, which is also fucking evil and weird. I got to I got to say, there's actually as 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 Asian phobic as as this book gets. It's way less racist than I thought it was going to be. Well, yeah, it doesn't start getting real weird until like page 70, 80. 
I, I thought this was going to go way further. So kudos to him for his restraint because he could have gotten away with a lot more in that day. And, and, evangelical Christianity would have been fine with it. And he goes on to just, you know, break down a couple episodes. VR Troopers is much more explosive than the Power Rangers. Literally, bombs and blasts are common fare, adding to the omnipresent violence of karate kicks and handheld weaponry. It sounds like it's fucking saw. I will say, by the definition he gives, where an act of violence is a punch, <laughs> a kick. Okay, yeah, technically he's not wrong. If, if that's the definition we're working with, and it does have way more of it than any other show at the time had, I will give him that. But it's still pretty fucking sedate. Like, come on. He goes on to say, VR Troopers has a much higher sexual content like why i asked why right after i read that sentence and the reason is the troopers themselves are much more physical with one another arm in arm as friends or an arm of one of the male troopers draped over the shoulder of the female trooper the, oh sh the show has a number of what i would classify as better for adult scenes for example teens at a beach in skimpy bikinis the workout clothes for caitlin are not loose fitting karate pajamas but latex gymnastics outfits remember that the biggest fans of these programs are children under the age of 10 with a high percentage of the viewers under the age of six yeah caitlin's hot my Fuck god off. and she puts on a leotard i didn't realize they were doing hardcore porn for children here my evangelicals uh, are so fucking terrified of sex just terrified of sex yeah my view on on sex and stuff is not skewed and made weird because i saw somebody's midriff when i was a kid yeah my my views on sex are are skewed and made weird by <laughs> by you growing up around the, these the fucking, fucking repression everything weird the sexual repression if if i had just been told hey it's okay sex is a natural normal thing that you're that you're feeling and just been allowed to feel and experience my sexuality. I mean, I mean, just allowed to masturbate, you know, like a kid without shame. If I could have just masturbated without shame as a kid, <laughs> do you have any idea how much less fucked up I would be right now? How much less fucked up my my perversion tastes would be? Because that is some recursive shit. You get into a shame <laughs> spiral. And I mean, if you're a terrible person for just wanting to jerk off to a woman's boobs, right just some boobs where's the stretch from going to that to fucking torture porn or fucking like violent ass fisting well as long as you're not like jerking off to like hostile and stuff but when you already when you're already a bad person for just having feelings of sexuality why stop there okay heart deuce so what's wrong with them and off the charts v factor i guess V means violence. This guy's fucking weird. In 1980, National Coalition on Television Violence adopted a standard that 10 acts of violence per hour qualified a program as being highly violent. Now, those 10 acts of violence are people getting punched in the shoulder. Like, it's not fucking... It's, yeah. it's, as, it's as little as that. Yeah, he defines it as like a single punch, a single kick, a single slap, I think. He, he, I think a slap counts as an act of violence. Uh, something like that, yeah. So I'm a little actually not surprised, but like kind of annoyed at the people they get fucking quotes from on this next page. <laughs> no, you know, the thing is, I understand where a lot of those people are coming from. He, he quotes LeVar Burton, I know. Yep, and Adam um, West. And Oh, that's right, Adam West. Although Adam West is completely full of shit. Okay, <laughs> Adam West talking about acts of violence as punch, kick, karate chop, fuck you. You made your bones because of punch, kick, karate, karate. Absolutely. Chop, and in the schlockiest of schlocky shows. So and let's not like pretend. Infinitely dumber than Power Rangers. Yeah. Too. And it's great. It's great. But it's great in the exact same way that Power Rangers yeah. is great. 
Yeah, and LeVar Burton says, I've got a problem with Power Rangers. It's a show for kids that offers violence as the only means of conflict resolution. It's bad role modeling and it's irresponsible programming. I don't necessarily agree with LeVar, but I see where he's coming from. And I don't think he's coming from a place of like... It's not malicious intent. I, yeah, I think he yeah, doesn't quite... Exactly. He's not, he doesn't quite get it. Yeah, exactly. It's not... He doesn't come from it from a malicious angle. He doesn't come at it from a, uh, you know, a bad-spirited angle he he legitimately he, he has these beliefs that about what children's entertainment should be in order to foster the best environment for kids and i'm not saying he's entirely wrong aiming power rangers at like three-year-olds is probably a mistake like that's probably a little too much stimulation for a kid that young and i think there are some valid points in this book about overstimulating kids because television in general and it's not power rangers specifically it's just television and nowadays you know smartphones youtube video games streaming entertainment it's extreme for a kid that young because those kids are developing their baseline for what their entertainment factor is going to be for the rest of their lives if you hyper stimulate them at that age you're basically setting them up to be crackheads in the future <laughs> it's another thing that relies on the parents to do actual parenting exactly the problem is not power rangers power rangers in an environment where the kids have a safe parenting system and the hyper stimulation is being limited you know severely limited at those young fragile ages and then controlled as they get older so they don't overstimulate there's nothing wrong with it in that type of an environment so the problem here the the issue is not power rangers the issue is the parenting system and the parenting system honestly the problems are mostly societal they're mostly issues of parents don't have the option of being home for their kids all the time to look out for them i mean i was a latchkey kid you probably were a latchkey yes. kid most of us were nowadays i mean i mean really like it's something like 50 percent of us at this point so the problem is societal yes we should have those support structures in place but we don't have those support structures in place so let's address the societal issue instead of going after the easy fucking target because this is this is the low this is 100 getting angry about the symptom and ignoring the systemic disease that is causing it and you're right adam west is totally full of shit he's basically saying in batman it was really incidental that we fought the bad guys and in power rangers what did he say it's yeah, uh fuck it's you, gratuitous i'm like it's the same it is as the violence in Batman is so fucking gratuitous, it's ridiculous. It's the exact same thing as Power Rangers. Yeah. It is exactly what the kids <laughs> tuned in for. They tolerate the drama to get to the pow, zap, zowie scenes. That is what we tuned in for when we were kids. The part that I highlighted, though, he's like, the only problem I remember with watchdog groups in Batman was when some kid put on a cape and jumped off a building. <laughs> That's not funny. The kid's probably dead. <laughs> probably. It's so fucking like yeah that's worse yeah <laughs> what he's saying there is we didn't get as much shit as these new shows do so we were better but we got fuck you we murdered somebody like by proxy maybe <laughs> like what some couple kids got punched in the face watching because they watch power rangers but you know that kid's dead maybe that's a darwin award let's let's be honest <laughs> at least broken uh so the next section is what do we know about violence and then he comes <sighs> up with a lot of shit that we don't actually know that's that's pretty spurious in its sourcing a study is yet to be conducted that proves there is no relationship between television violence and real life acts of aggression uh let's address that one right okay there. let's do it because it's impossible to prove a negative you can't prove that something 
doesn't exist. You can't. You can only prove that something does exist. That's what studies do. They prove that something does happen, not that something doesn't happen. So you're saying that there's not a study that would never exist in the first place <laughs> that proves something that it would never set out to prove in the first place because that's not what fucking studies do, you fucking idiot asshole no dickhead there's a logical argument but i can't remember which type of bullshit logical argument that is basically he's setting up a premise that is impossible in order to try and make a point that is fallacious he says it, it would be like me coming out and saying you know no study exists that supreme court justice brett kavanaugh has never gone on a rape spree throughout the entire Midwest and murdered 75 people along the way, entirely motivated by his addiction <laughs> to crystal methamphetamine. Probably, no such study exists. That's probably true, though. So the fact that no such study, <laughs> the implication of saying that no such study exists is to say that it's very probable that that's the case. And as much as I hate Brett Kavanaugh, let's admit it, he probably didn't rape the entire <laughs> Southwest and murder 75 people while on crystal meth. That probably didn't happen. Nah, he was he was on coke and he murdered like five people. Exactly. <laughs> he only raped Arizona, <laughs> the entirety uh, of Arizona. <laughs> so the second point is more than 50 studies concluded that the more violence a child watches, the more aggression a child displays. Didn't he just say there are no studies? No, no. He said there's no studies that prove that there is no connection between television violence and... Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Now, here's... Let, let me say... I agree with him that there's a correlation between television violence and aggression. But aggression is not the same as violence. And aggression is something that, yes, it absolutely can be stimulated by television because television keys kids up and it gets them into an aggressive <laughs> state. But that doesn't necessarily mean it makes kids violent. He's trying to dupe you here with the terminology. He's trying to he's trying to trick you by equating aggression and violence by saying violence on television makes children aggressive. He wants you to assume that aggressive means violent. It doesn't. It just means that like the kid gets more aggressive about things. He he the he or she, you know, just gets keyed up and suddenly is more aggressive in the things that they do. You know, like a kid can walk into a room or a kid can run into a room and look around real quick. <laughs> and that's a more aggressive thing. It's not bad. It's not violent, it's aggressive. He's trying to equate aggressive and violent. It's a really shady way to phrase that. It's because he's trying to make a point that he doesn't really have evidence for here. Well, he says, like, now the next, in part number three is, children who watch violence tend not to display aggression if there's a mitigating circumstance. Exactly. Me meaning, if parents say no to aggression, or a teacher or other adult in authority, then the child is far less likely to display aggression, because the you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, shit, I'll chill out now. And once again, the problem he's talking about is not Power Rangers. The problem he's talking about is the societal problem where parents are separated from their children by having to work excessive hours in order to simply get by. No, it's fine. You should just pull yourself up or, by your bootstraps, remember? Or parents who never should have had children in the first place neglecting their children because we have to have those because otherwise we would have those people get those people get abortions and we can't have that we can't have people being free especially can't have people being guilt-free to get abortions 
If an, if anything, they should at least feel like pieces of shit. Couple of pro-lifers in here, guys. Pro-life once you're fucking born. So, number four, a child is more likely to be aggressive if the violence the child views is the kind that causes serious injury. So I'm watching Friday the 13th as a six-year-old kid, which is not a good idea. Uh... <laughs> And I see, I see, uh, fucking Mrs. Voorhees get her goddamn head chopped off. I'm going to go grab a two by four and pretend it's an ax and hit my mom in the fucking head. Is that what's going to happen? Or I don't get it. I don't know about this one. That one's just, this one's it's just worded really weird. Strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number five, aggressive behavior is more likely to occur in children when the violence they watch is seen as part of a highly exciting environment. Yeah, that's fair. Like, well, only be, yeah, I mean, kids do want to emulate shit. I was a kid. I loved yeah. I loved RoboCop and Terminator, and I would always go out and play Terminator or Ninja Turtles or what, all, the, all that shit. But again, shit. that's what parents are for, to be like, hey, <laughs> don't hit your brother, just play. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. It's almost like you have to be a fucking parent if you have kids. The ridiculousness just kind of gets slowly turned up in this in this thing. <laughs> so, like, the further the book goes, the more ridiculous it gets. Oh, it, there, there's some stuff coming. All right, I don't, I, I can't even remember what I highlighted. So let's read it and let's there's find so out. There's so much. There's so fucking much. One of the things that continues to amaze me year after year is that although violence is denounced, it is never eliminated. As far back as 1968, the National Commission on the Causes and Prevention of Violence stated, We believe it is reasonable to conclude that the constant diet of violent behavior on television has an adverse effect on human character and attitudes. Yet, TV programs became more violent. Okay, what year was that again? 68. 68. 1968. TV had been out for in, like, in in the mainstream like 10 years tv had been out for less than two decades yeah it is not reasonable for them to conclude <laughs> anything <laughs> those are not scientists that is that is a political council it oh. is they no thing that that council had to say was reasonable also the only shit that was on tv was like these really sterile fucking sitcoms or westerns and shit yeah westerns where the extent of violence was punch or occasionally yeah they occasionally yeah and then the guy just grabs the stomach oh. yeah uh. that was seen as like you know adult content and then in december of 1975 the journal of the american medical association featured an article by dr michael rothenberg a noted seattle pediatrician who wrote about tv violence and called for a major organized cry of protest from the medical profession in relation to what in political terms i consider a national scandal yet nothing happened yeah no shit because this is America. We don't give a shit. <laughs> the escalating cumulative effect. Through TV, we Americans teach violence to our children to an extent that no young people in any other nation or at any other time in history have been taught. In fact, children's programming is five times more violent than primetime shows, which have a high violence rating as a whole. And yet. it's They're, they're action shows. That's the point. And yet, if you look at the level of violence in the in in the '90s, right, like in the '80s and '90s, if you look at the level of violence among young children in the United States versus in, say, war-torn Serbia, <laughs> <laughs> somehow, without all the violent television, these other places uh, end up with the real violence. How is that? The latest statistics compiled by the American Psychological Association. This is the latest statistics by like 95. Yeah, the latest statistics, which were two years old, if you look, compared to the publication of this book. Yes. It tells us that the average child watches up to 8,000 made-for-TV murders and 100,000 acts of violence by the end of grade school. Keeping well, in mind, like a lot. every a an act of violence is a single punch, 
a single kick, yeah. a single slap, a single karate chop. All of those are a single act of violence. So all the episodes of Ninja Turtles I watched. and uh, There were probably like 500 acts of violence each. Tattooed teenage alien fighters and superhuman samurai cyber squad and fucking yep. Cadillacs and dinosaurs and skeleton warriors. Marsupilami. Fucking Darkwing Duck. I don't know. Yeah. Those Looney, Looney Tunes? They're fucking... Looney Tunes. Dozens of acts of violence per minute. So the Fox Network leads NBC, ABC, Fox, by the way, is what Power Rangers aired on, and CBS in the average violent incident per hour rating for all programming with 5.92 incidents. <laughs> Why do you think... At, remember, I told you this before. Fox was the one that was banned at my parents' at oh, my, at my yeah. dad's stepmom's yep. place. Fox was the one. They were like, you can watch the other ones, but not Fox. The average number of violent acts per hour on Saturday morning children's television now stands at 22.8. The percent of Saturday morning cart Saturday morning programs containing violence is 94.7%. In other words, it's nearly impossible to find a Saturday morning program that does not have violence in it. So now I grew I, I watched this stuff all the time when I was a kid. You know what I don't like? Violence. I love a good violent movie, but I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Remember so so as I said, Fox was the banned network in my house. What was the network my brothers and sisters wanted to watch more than any other network? Fucking Fox. Well, of course. And, of course, as makes perfect sense, all of my brothers and sisters grew up to be violent. Oh, no, wait. None of them have ever been violent in their entire life. It's almost like this bullshit, right? So the next section is two false assumptions. False oh. assumption number one. Oh, there's a few false. There's more than two in this book. <laughs> one program is okay. And he just talks about like, only one episode of Power Rangers is okay, but it's not. It's not okay. Because that'll make you kick your sister's head off or fucking kill a monster. The violence is toward fucking clay monsters. <laughs> By the way. They're all made out of clay in that yeah. first season, especially. In the second yep. season... I don't really know where the fuck they come from because Lord Zed just kind of like, poof, there they are. I think I haven't watched the second season in forever, but you know, false assumption number two, my child won't act in a violent way if he doesn't have access to weapons. Well, he's not gonna be able to kill anybody if he doesn't have access to weapons. Yeah. Again, presumably, uh, like <laughs> taking it to the most ridiculous extreme. And also we're back to being parents again. You know, it, you do have to occasionally interact with these children you've spawned. <laughs> Uh, you maybe. do have to once in a while step in and say, hey, you know how you see people kicking people in the face? Don't, Don't. do that. That's <laughs> TV only. In the first place, the new trend is not towards guns, but towards explosives. In fact, it may be far easier for a child to make a bomb than to gain access to a gun. What? Yeah, which every child was getting from Power Rangers. They were like, Power Rangers, I think I want to build bombs now. I, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> In January 1995, the Dallas Morning News reported that a 13-year-old boy was seriously injured when he ignited a homemade pipe bomb. Where did he learn to make such a bomb? From an electronic bulletin board accessed, check this shit out, this fucking witchcraft, by a home computer. <laughs> Text-based copies of books telling how to build bombs are commonly available on local computer bulletin boards or on internet parentheses the unregulated international network <laughs> he had to define internet that's fair he did have to define at that internet point yeah at that point it existed but who the fuck had that yeah uh many of the articles and books such as the controversial terrorist cookbook it's called the anarchist cookbook by the way not yes. the terrorist oh cookbook. you're right i didn't even yeah the often label the information they give us theoretical yet they include step-by-step -step instructions where were the this 13 year old parents again so by the way those people yeah 90 percent of the people passing around copies of the anarchist cookbook 
evangelical doomsday preppers. I would not doubt that at all. I first heard about the anarchist cookbook from an evangelical doomsday <laughs> prepper. <laughs> the next section, fear and desensitization. Violence on, a t on television causes more than aggressive behavior in children. It also creates fear. Studies have found that children who watch violent television programs are more scared about their worlds at large, more frightened that someone bad will come into their homes, more afraid they will be hurt when they leave their homes than children who do not watch violence. Okay, again, parents, tell your kids this shit's not real. I mean, granted, people can break into your house. That's, that's a very real possibility unlikely but it could happen but if you're watching chucky and shit that's not a thing i don't really what he's ignoring is the fact that de learning to deal with fear is a normal and necessary part of being a child and growing up but that the way children are able to deal with it is by having a supportive and loving family structure so again the real problem <laughs> is the degradation of the supportive family structure, which is caused primarily by capitalism, forcing parents out of the home into the workforce merely for the sake of survival. It's impossible to be there as a supportive person for your child when you have to work 65 hours a week just to pay the fucking rent and put food on the table. The next thing I highlighted is a quote from a person named Irma Bombeck. During a single evening, I saw 12 people shot, two tortured, one dumped into a swimming pool, two cars explode, a rape, and a man who crawled two blocks with a knife in his stomach. Do you know something? I didn't feel anger or shock or horror or excitement or repugnance. The truth is, I didn't feel through repeated assaults of one violent act after another. You have taken me from, you have taken from me something I valued, something that contributed to my compassion and caring, the instinct to feel that's something that you might need to seek therapy for i don't think it was the tv's fault the tv was definitely a contributor there but part of the problem is also that she did not seem to realize that she has the ability to turn off the tv you can't do that you have to sit there and watch you have to sit there and be fucking horrified <laughs> if tv is taking away your ability to feel and i'm not arguing that it can't it absolutely oh, no, 100 can 100 yes but that again is the the problem is self-control and you know taking taking control of your own life the tv <laughs> isn't there to take care of your life for you the tv is there to provide an alternative if you need some entertainment some like an easy access to uh some entertainment in order to sell you some goods so are we ready for some racism let's get into it man all right i was expecting it a lot sooner but page 68 all right okay so so, so all right we're si we're 68 percent of the way through this book the no no excuse me 61 because it doesn't start till page seven yes so this section is called the bigger picture consider some of the facts related to our society as a whole the present generation is killing itself at a rate that reflects a 300 percent increase over the previous generation the murder rate of black youths a Aged 14 to 24 in the USA is four times greater than that of any other industrialized nation on earth. Black youth, sadly, are many times more likely than white youth to watch large doses of television without mitigating circumstances. The growing trend extends to poor white youth, also often left home alone with a violent tutor called TV. It's almost like they're saying poor people, because let's face it, when he says black youths, he means poor people. Yes. It's almost like poor people in poor households don't have their parents around as much for some reason again right? i don't know what it would be though oh. it can't have anything to do 
with capitalism, though. No, we're going to use that word a lot, by the way. We already have, but it's true. And we're also experiencing rape of women at a rate that reflects a 500% increase over the previous generation. No, we're experiencing a rate of reported rape among women because women are finally starting to speak up about the shit that they've been going through for centuries. Assaulting one another at a rate that is 600% more often per capita than the previous generation. That's just because the world, at this point especially, we had just gotten out of like Reaganomics and shit. That douchebag George Bush had just fucking float floated through. Now we're fucking ass deep in Bill Clinton and his fucking nonsense. We haven't had like a president for like a, a leader to like doing anything like worth a shit for what like 15 20 years at this point it's been a minute yeah Ugh. only my entire lifetime up to this point yeah even the one that we're all like we kind of like him he still sucked now the next section is a test for violence okay this is the this is the five-fold test for evaluating a violent content of a child i okay so i highlighted one part of this because it's bullshit and i don't think it's actually real okay the hands and feet of a black belt karate expert are classified as lethal weapons. I don't think that's actually, like, <laughs> true. And I've heard that so many times if not in my life. <laughs> These five things that the five-fold test is just basically, if anybody uses a weapon, fucking anything is a weapon. Like, then, then it's too violent. You should shut it off. Count the number of people killed. If anyone is killed or eliminated or annihilated, destroyed, turn off the program. Count the number of unprovoked attacks. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, but what about provoked attacks? Because a provoked attack is just a response to an unprovoked attack. So, uh, fucking whatever. How do the good characters resolve conflict? Do they use the same methods as the bad guys? If so, turn it off. Uh, do the good guys break laws, even with so-called good motives? If so, turn off the TV. That <laughs> is some horse shit. Because that sets up the idea that law is an end unto itself. No, law is there to serve humanity, and morality has to supersede law. If something is wrong you have to stand up against it even if it's illegal to do so remember everything that happened in the holocaust was legal yeah yeah that was that was mandated by the government yes yeah everything that happened everything the germans did was legal so the law unto itself is the the law is not infallible unto itself just because something's legal doesn't mean that it's moral he's also talking about like the budgets and stuff about show about some of these shows and he said he mentions ghost writer do you remember that show why is he on the side of that fucking show that is a spirit fucking helping these kids solve crimes because he's making a point and it supports his point he doesn't care about hypocrisy as long as it supports his point okay cool he, and you know what i'm actually on his side about this shows like ghost writer and carmen san diego and stuff those shows those were good shows for kids you know, yeah. they were great. They had great educational value. They taught kids good things. I watched them growing up. I didn't watch Ghost Rider. I watched Ghost Rider like one time, but it didn't interest me. But I watched Carmen Sandiego all the time. And I fucking hated geography and history, but they managed to get me interested in it. It was fun, it. right? Because it was a good show. I'm not against what he's saying. He's right. That he is right. Those shows should be getting more funding, but they just don't attract sponsors like something like Power Rangers does because it doesn't move units like Power no. Rangers does. And, and you need both. It's fine to have both. Yeah. I'm not down on Carmen Sandiego no. or Ghost Rider. I'm you can all, watch those fucking, are great. You can watch PBS and Sesame Street yeah. for. I'm pro then, reading Rainbow. Yeah, and then get your ass over there and have a little goddamn fun. Yeah, and watch watch Power Rangers for a half hour. That's awesome. Exactly. It's fun. And then at the end of this chapter, uh, I highlighted, and in the end, 
finally gets to the goddamn point <laughs> that we've been saying the whole time. It's the parent's responsibility to control the use of the television set, just as the parent might control the use of the family's chainsaw or lawnmower. Those things are not comparable, really. Well, okay. Almost but like Power Rangers <laughs> isn't the real fucking problem. Now, chapter eight is what the world doesn't need is another gang. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's dig into this one. Read the definitions and tell me that every fucking definition of a gang he gives does not apply perfectly to the police. All right. What distinguishes a gang from a normal group of friends? Number one, loyalty to the gang overrides any other loyalty. Police. Yep. yep. Gang members are all within a narrow age range. Police. No, but he's he's kind of full of shit on that one because the only reason that that was true at that time was because there weren't a lot of OGs le left yet because the gang culture that he's referring to didn't really start until the mid 80s. Yeah. It's yeah, not right. the gangs weren't around, but the gang culture that he specifically is referring to is the Crips and Bloods, basically. Like, <laughs> like let's be honest, because they were the ones who were dominating the headlines. And they didn't really take off until the mid-'80s. So there were only a few OGs left around. Consequently, And they were, yeah. like, 25. <laughs> yeah, but consequently, yes, it was mostly a narrow-age range that was focused primarily on the youth. That was always true that like the baseline was always going to be the young people that they can recruit. And then a lot of those people just didn't survive into the, into the older age. Number three, gangs generally have an older and wiser person who is the quote unquote wizard for the group, which he's talking about Zordon, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or like, Professor Hart from VR troopers or the grand wizard in the cops. Come on. There are some <laughs> wizards in the police force. Let's be honest. There are a lot like, like, like rage against the machine said, some of those who work forces are those who burn crosses. I was just uh, I was just letting it hang for a second. <laughs> uh, number four, the gang is usually identified by a common uniform, emblem, slogan, or secret code words. All of those things. All of those for, yes. for the police. Uh, five, a gang has turf. Yes and no. They do have beat cops yes. and shit like that. Yeah. Everybody, all cops have jurisdiction. The nuclear family doesn't exist in either Power Rangers or VR Troopers. Okay, the fucking nuclear family was some propaganda bullshit. <laughs> That's been dead for a while at this point. The nuclear family yeah. simply doesn't exist. Then at the end of the uh, at the end of this chapter, we get two just pa a page of pictures of the Power Rangers. Yeah, more completely unrelated pictures that have nothing to do with any of the text surrounding. Nine chapter nine. I don't know what part we're on exactly, but there, there's parts to this. There's like three, four parts. Children copy, oh, copycat play. Children copy what they see on television. No shit. This is simultaneously true and bullshit because he acts in this chapter like children are sitting there replaying Green with Evil, the the plot points and the drama and with everything. With their toys, with their, right? No fucking yeah. kid did that. No. No kid did that. I was a kid. I had... He-Man. I had Ninja Turtles. I had G.I. Joe. I never once reenacted a single scene from a show that I had seen, and he acts like children are out there only following the scripts of the shows with no imagination. I wrote stories for my G.I. Joes <laughs> and He-Man. I had He-Man and G.I. Joe teaming up on shit. I was writing stories constantly. He acts like once you give a child a licensed product, that's it. They're never going <laughs> to do anything but repeat yeah. exactly what they saw on the show verbatim, with, and their imagination is shot. I'm sorry. It's horse shit. That whole section of the book is horse shit. Like, uh, when I first 
found the Power Rangers, I did try to like recreate the first episode with my friends like outside. Yeah. But nobody wanted to play with me, so I just kind of played by myself. <laughs> I mean, recreating something isn't some. I'm I'm not trying to say that that 100 never happens. No, but, that, but that, that's like the only time that it, it happened. When it I was playing, rarely yeah. happens if yeah. it does happen. When I was playing with my toys, it was always just me. I was just making shit up. I didn't write stories yeah. or anything. I just kind of like these guys are the bad guys. These guys are the good guys. I'm the good guys. They kidnapped fight. the yeah. princess, and we gotta go rescue her. Yeah, we were so fucking creative then too, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> On chapter ten here, I. Uh, Basically playing out Zelda every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's exactly like that. My little note card said racism ahead mm-hmm. because chapter ten is called the Catechism from the East. Oh yeah, this is this is the one. This <laughs> I didn't is... even. I saw the title and I'm like, yep, here here it comes. Mm-hmm. I knew this was coming before I ever cracked the book. <laughs> so, oh oh dear oh dear lord! Power Rangers advocate together advocate togetherness, teamwork, loyalty, and cooperation. Yeah, that's a good thing, right? But it's not a good thing, apparently. But anyways, that's not the one I was after. Uh, Power Rangers are politically correct, almost precisely so. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, the original Rangers included one Asian, one African American, and one Latino. Wrong. One of the six Rangers, two are girls. One of the boys has a ponytail. One of the boys has a ponytail. The new Rangers have pretty much the same mix of races. Okay, he's wrong a little bit. This is just this is just a fact. Uh, the original Yellow Ranger was a Latino lady. Wait, I thought uh, I thought. Thuy Trang was the original Yellow Ranger. She was technically the second Yellow Ranger because in the original pilot, oh. I cannot remember the actress's name, but she was, yeah, she was of Latin descent. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she was Trini. She played Trini. Oh, But, all right. but she left because she did, wasn't getting enough money. Fair I enough. must not have watched the pilot. I You didn't. Yeah. It's unreleased. You have to, like, okay. dig for it. It's really interesting. It takes place in, like, a bowling alley, mostly. Because hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the kids love the bowling alleys. Yeah. It's the same shit. I think they. I think what they did is they saw nine hundred two one zero and they were like, "We got to get him a spot like that, like the Peach Pit." Well, he was actually going for like a Save by the Bell sort of thing. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go, Save by the Bell. That makes kind sense. of the Max and the fucking Juice Bar. It's kind of uh-huh. a very yep. similar thing. That yeah. makes sense. I guess. I guess nine hundred two one zero may. He just needs to fact check himself a little bit here. I'm not faulting him for that because he he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Anyways, this was hastily written in like a weekend. <laughs> With no internet. Remember that. No internet for research. All no this internet. research was yeah. done without the internet. So props a little bit. To have written a book that actually has articles cited at that time took a lot of work. Whether his citations are correct, I cannot say. I did not bother to research Fuck them. Fuck no. And then so, he goes on to explain why you should not embrace them. Why you should be super racist. From which root system, quote unquote, ethics come from the same root system. The root system for Power Rangers values is from the Orient and steeped in Far Eastern values and beliefs. How much cultural diversity is good for a young child? As much as they want? As much as you can give them? Yeah. All of it? Yeah, this is, this is where the xenophobia comes in. Big time. <laughs> so Fox executive Margaret Loesch has openly stated this, believing, and she's she's one of the good ones. She's she's the other person who helped get Power Rangers out there. Yeah, uh, and she says comparatively good. Maybe. You know, you know what I mean. Though. Uh, <laughs> but she's 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 on our side here. Uh, Just because someone's on our side doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. I'm counting them down as a good person. <laughs> she believes that the trend toward more Japanese cartoons is a good one. It reiterates that good product is made all over the world. We Americans tend to think that things are only good if they're made here, but it's a big world, and we owe it to our kids to show them more cultural diversity she makes a fair point 100 i am totally on her side on this one and then it goes back to him and the first sentence in the next paragraph is i certainly am not opposed to cultural diversity liar sounds like you are there buddy is it a good thing for <laughs> christian parents to expose their young children to other religions can you guess his answer his response to himself i'm gonna say a hearty yes i don't believe it is oh my god shock curveball 
that's what you should do. Christian parents, you need to lock your children up in one room. They have the Bible and uh, fucking veggie tales, and that's it. That's their entire life. <laughs> okay, you know what? In fairness to this guy, in fairness, I'm not a fan, but I do try to give credit where credit is due. The fact that he phrased it, I do not believe so, is way calmer than most Christian authors of his day were like, going. Fuck no. Most of them were like, absolutely not. It is an abomination. Like, that's Christian true. writers in particular, like the guys who were preachers, you know, those guys are the biggest fans of hyperbole, man. They fucking love hyperbole. Anything that they can use to amp it up, to amp up the blasphemy, to amp up the atrocity, to amp up the horrors of the East. Boy, they fucking love that shit. So the fact that he keeps it that calm is illustrative of a remarkable amount of restraint on his part. That's true. That's fair. Then he goes on to talk about ritualist rituals that so that how they summon their powers and stuff. A ritualistic pattern was established, one not rooted in Christian values, but in Eastern philosophy, particularly the rituals of Japanese secularism and communal ritual. In other words, the religion of modern Japan. He puts religion in quotes. Consider the real essence of Japanese religious life in today's world. While Shintoism may still technically be considered the main religion of Japan, few modern Japanese consider themselves actively involved in Shinto rituals. Worship of ancestors is largely left for formal state functions involving the emperor and his family the real religion of japan today can be summed up in two phrases one be part of the group so god forbid you want to be included in some so way. the same as the real philosophy of christian modern american christianity can be summed up in two be part of the group okay that one checks out for christians too and he's like kind of talking shit. He's like, well, if you're a Power Ranger, you're a Power Ranger. And the only people that can like know their Power Rangers and be Power Rangers are the Power Rangers. And I'm like, yeah, Zordon picked them. They were kind of like the chosen ones, right? Yeah. It's almost like, like not everybody in the, the world relationship, can be a fucking Power Ranger. It's almost like the relationship between God and Christians according to Christian philosophy. Like the Lord chose them. They are the quote unquote elect. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it's it's actually... You know, you're either in the group or you're out of the group. Yeah, he's describing Christianity. Number two, use power for your group's advantage. Same thing. They're the power rangers. Same thing. That's every group. You tell you tell me with all the shit that's going down in the Supreme Court right now that Christianity, evangelical Christians, haven't been trying to use power for their group's advantage? Fucking <laughs> bullshit, my friend. The Japanese are intent on winning and controlling. They do not share power or markets readily. Many Japanese openly advocate world domination by their culture. Yeah, so do we. So I don't know what the fuck you're trying to yeah, say that, there. That's, that is not limited to the Japanese <laughs> at all. They just kind of sound mean when they Jesus say Jesus Christ, is anybody more advocating of domination by our culture than Americans? Like the term Americanized yeah. is pretty broad, right? My parents were there. My parents were in Europe when the Berlin Wall came down. They were among the first groups of Christian missionaries to be officially allowed into the former Soviet states. They saw the Coca-Cola ads go up within <laughs> weeks. Hey, everybody needs Coke, man. You're telling me <laughs> that it's the Japanese who are intent on world domination? Fucking bullshit. Like the second the wall comes down, they're like, everybody needs Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola was in there, like, faster than you can imagine. The landscape was dominated by Coke billboards. Like, you think you've seen McDonald's? You think you think we have McDonald's on every corner? You ain't seen shit. <laughs> I've been to Budapest, Hungary, 
And I'll tell you what, they literally, in the 90s, in Budapest, Hungary, it may have changed now, I don't know. But in the early and mid-90s in Budapest, Hungary, they literally had signs that told you how many meters it was to the next McDonald's. <laughs> and it was never more than 100. That's awesome. Never. They had signs pointing to the nearest McDonald's from wherever you were. You could literally stand <laughs> in a mcdonald's and see another mcdonald's down the street <laughs> that's so fucking weird i yeah that is very strange to me it was ridiculous we used to joke about it the closest thing we have to that here in spokane especially there's a subway there's a subway and then if you go into the walmart in the same parking lot there is also a subway in the walmart <laughs> which always makes me laugh i like the i like the lewis black bit where he talks about the starbucks the starbucks do my eyes deceive me <laughs> I like where he, where he's like the only the only reason I can fathom this exists is to get people with all people with Alzheimer's <laughs> who step out of the Starbucks and say, "God damn, there's a Starbucks." You know what? I could really go for a coffee. Is this the cultural climate we want to present to our young children as being ideal? Where's the church? Where are the people who worship God and abide by his commandments rather than the beck and call of a bodiless talking head named Zordon? Where do older and younger people fit into this world? This guy does not understand the concept of writing fiction for youths. The next section is called Mighty Morphin Catechism. This is when it started to get kind of boring. He wasn't just like talking shit on Power Rangers anymore. <laughs> he was just like... This is Christianity as I see it, and there it is. I did start uh, highlighting where it said, Spiritism at work. Spiritism is the oldest form of religion on earth. Virtually every religion today, other than Judaism and Christianity, is rooted in spiritism. The seven basic principles of spiritism are, there is a supreme father, all men are created equal brothers, life is a continuous existence, man follows an endless progression, a person's walk along that path is his or her responsibility, communion with spirits can help, there are rewards for this who f for those who follow God. I follow good, sorry. Uh, one of the most common spiritism derivatives in the United States is the Americanized version of Hinduism. Hinduism seeks to include all religions into some type of oneness. It claims there is a god in everything and an amorphous universal god spirit that can pervade any substance. It stands in direct opposition to the Judeo-Christian concept of one true and living god. So he's kind of pissed off that it's not exclusionary. And then the next thing god I God damn it, how am I going to feel special if people aren't burning in hell? <laughs> the next thing I highlighted is animal power, and he basically equates this to paganism because mm -hmm. they're yeah. using the powers of these dinosaurs to fucking fight evil and shit. The premise that a group of teenagers, dinosaur spirits, and amazing robots can protect the earth is not only far-fetched, but an insidious thought to plant in the minds of children. And he says the same shit about masks and rainbow colors and shit. I'm shocked that he didn't bring up the gay aspect, but that was partly because the LGBTQ community hadn't quite successfully co-opted the, the rainbow yet. So he just equates it to like it's it's other attempted co-opters scrying i don't know what scrying is oh scrying is the practice of seeing often into the future i highlighted the word telescope because it's in air quotes i mean it's in quotes but i keep on saying air quotes it's just a telescope but it is literally just yeah. a telescope but it is kind of a magic telescope that allows her to see things that you couldn't ordinarily see like she can see into houses with it and shit like yeah. that magic wands astral projection i mean look she's a witch she's got magic <laughs> it really shocks me that i i I'm not shocked by the fact that he was opposed to all of the, you know, like the animals, the, the animal spirits and shit like that, because the Power Rangers are supposed to be the good guys. So I understand Christians. I don't agree with them, 
but I understand where they're coming from when they get pissed off about the good guys using what Christians perceive as evil paganism. All right, I understand that. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. What I don't understand <laughs> is Christians getting pissed off when the bad guys use it. They're the fucking bad guys. Yeah, bad guys do bad things. It's kind of their deal. Yeah, what's the problem? Why do we suddenly have a problem? problem with bad guys being bad shouldn't we paint them as bad as possible isn't it great if the bad guys are using spiritism because then you can say look bad guys use that don't do it power rangers are just like bible man <laughs> well production value wise oh fuck you the production value is way better than bible man <laughs> the production value on like masked rider isn't <laughs> that far off and vampires is actually worse than than bible man little but that's not a saban show so true so you know familiars incantations possession all that shit that's bad oh yeah uh zictor the bad guy from vr troopers has an iguana named juliet so oh, yeah so he's the bad guy he's the bad yeah. guy incantations possession all right uh when magic poses as reality gone too is any notion of these stories being told in once upon a time terms a surefire cue to a child that he is embarking on a fantasy again that is the parent's job to let them know that this shit isn't fucking real yeah they need to be putting something like once upon a time or something you know like in the beginning that of, signals it's a fictional of story every show they've ever watched <laughs> did you see my subtle dig at creationists there very very subtle uh, <laughs> are rangers real to a young child they are oh god forbid they have fucking heroes and shit is there really a command center a robot named alpha 5 and zordon the omniscient to a young child there is i agree with that he's not wrong but again like it's you said parents yeah it, that's what parents are here for a young child has no way of knowing that these people and places don't exist. That's a concept we adults forget all too often. It is equally impossible for a child to differentiate between what is sacred and what is not. It always just circles right back around to that. Uh, your child does not know he is watching occult practices. Uh, he doesn't know that he's being entertained by programs grounded in spiritism and today's brands of Hinduism. From his perspective, he's watching a slice of life. Turn off the evil spell. <laughs> All right, all right, here, hang on here. He's definitely got a little bit of the preacher in him. <laughs> if your answer to any of these questions is yes, turn off the program your child is watching. Are there demons, spirits, or familiars that help certain characters achieve their goals? Does the program have wizards, witches, or spirits as good guys? So wait, now, now it's okay for them to be bad guys. See, he's just circle talking here very questionable logical consistency does the very program employ occult symbols it did when we watched the japanese version when she's like doing shit in pentagrams she's like, and stuff satan give me power and literally summoning <laughs> satan which she does not do in the power but again Rangers. she's the bad guy it's okay <laughs> does the program depict occult practices such as seeing through crystal balls levitation mind control divination or astral projection oh the viewing globe in zordon's in, in the in the command center she calls that a crystal ball that they're like they're not really seeing the future they're just like seeing what's happening now so I don't know what that's still scrying though oh yeah that's fair enough do the characters use the tools of witchcraft or the occult such as wearing amulets or using magic wands incantations or spells our children are being taught by tv today to call on demons for power what if one answers <laughs> oh my god evangelicals are so fucking scared of the devil so scared which is in direct contrast to the idea that god has given them power over the devil which is literally stated in the bible yeah it doesn't 
they because they pick and choose shit. They it's ridiculous. You know? It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, chapter eleven. Fueling... I mean, if you look at the book of Job, which I don't know if you've read the book of Job. Fuck I've no. read the book of Job. Maybe. Oh. In the book of Job, <laughs> Satan is literally the servant of God. Yeah, there is a lot of story. Is there, is there a couple stories like that where he's like, yeah, Sat- God's right hand man. Biblically speaking, Satan can't do anything that God doesn't allow him to do. Satan is basically an emissary of God to wreak havoc on humanity. Basically, all the bad stuff that happens, that's God acting through Satan. I equate it personally, like for my personal belief system, I equate it to like Stephen King, right? Stephen King is the alpha and omega of his books. He he is the beginning and the end of them. You know, he it all started and ended with him. And so when Stephen King puts a character through hell in order to get them to the end he wants them to, is he a bad guy for doing it? No, because those characters aren't real. They're real to themselves. Who's to say that we're not fiction in someone else's universe? We're not. We're real. Sorry, I don't have a good imagination. That's what all of them believe. <laughs> the Power Rangers all believe they're real. I literally just was playing The Quarry the other night in which the guy, one of the characters says, yeah, but we're not in a horror movie. That's because somebody from our world made him say that. Yeah. And you think there's not a universe outside of our universe where, where we're just a DVD on someone's shelf? No. I think it's entirely possible. That's boring as balls. Yeah, but who's to say what's entertaining on that level? Imagine the level of complexity between a book and this universe. You're making now Phil imagine Phillips a sad jump. Right now. now imagine a jump in complexity from this universe to a further universe. Phil Phillips does not like this line of thinking. <laughs> All right. My point is, <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. All right. So chapter fucking eleven. <laughs> Fueling the this lust for power. This is what happens when I start talking about religion too much. <laughs> the lust start for power. Getting weird. Is this the one that talks about the music and shit? The lust for power nearly always manifests no, no. itself as the ability. Lust for power is, this is his one that's all about the idea that giving children a little bit, empower, a little bit of empowerment or teaching them to fantasize about empowerment on a superhero level will turn them into megalomaniacal <laughs> psychopaths. Oh, but seriously, if this chapter was as on point as he seems to think it is, we would all be Lex Luthers at this point. Yeah. Christianity teaches the pa- that power is bestowed by God at God's discretion. Turn down the volume. Oh, here oh, here it is. Oh, this is the one where he starts shitting on the music. Yeah, when it comes to Power Rangers, my hearty suggestion is that you simply turn off these programs and turn off their influence. Fucking duh. It's really not that hard of a thing. It took you 95 pages to get there. <laughs> turn off all the volume in your ch- in your young child's life. Monitor what your children hear as much as what they watch. Yeah. Parenting. I'm actually 100% on his side on this one. I I, I agree with him. Like it's Kids are massively overstimulated right now. And one of the worst offenders is too much media. Like whatever it is, whether whether it's YouTube or video games or TV movies, anything. Whatever it is, too much media is massively overstimulating our kids. That's why ADHD is like almost ubiquitous now. <laughs> yeah. Like when you stimulate a kid that much from such a young age, like I I know a lot of people, like I'm not trying to single out anyone if you happen to be listening, it's not just you. I know a lot of people who their kids have had phones and access to social media and shit from the time that they were old enough, like too young to even read what was going on. 
They were just old enough to click on YouTube videos and shit like that. That is too much stimulation for that young mind. You're creating a kid whose baseline for stimulation is so high, they are destined to have ADHD for the rest of their lives. Like, it is going to take a decade at least of therapy just to get them back to the normal human baseline of neuroses you can't overstimulate a kid like that and expect them to turn out okay so i am actually on his side on on some of this stuff that he's got to say about just turning the volume down uh let's and see. i and, and and i say that knowing i'm an offender oh same i am 100 an offender body cannot stop doing anything for five seconds yeah. otherwise she's like i'm bored i'm bored i'm bored i'm bored i'm like well you need to chill the fuck out go do something else i don't know read a book she's like i can't it's boring like you're just because you're not doing it you got to read a book use your fucking imagination yeah you don't have to watch fucking too high a baseline you don't have to watch slime making videos all day <laughs> oh man um, the consequences of the level of hyper stimulation we have and not just on kids it's on adults too i sit at work i can't keep my hands off my phone while i'm sitting at work me too i hate my fucking job though so that's probably i hate my it. job too but even when I'm doing something I like, I still feel the inclination to pick my phone up. Even when I'm involved in a problem where I'm like, this is interesting <laughs> and I want to solve it. You know, even then I'm still like, oh, I need to check. It. And I'm like, no, I don't fucking need to check. Just put it away. And I have to physically take my phone and put it somewhere where I can't reach it in order <laughs> yeah. to stop myself from checking it all the time. So this paragraph here. I'm a 43-year-old man. Yeah. Imagine how hard it is for a kid. We grew up in the it, when technology fucking, we saw it advance. Now the kids yeah. are just like, it's just there. We're like those people who were like born in 1890 and then got to see the car and electricity <laughs> and the telephone all for the first time and suddenly they are culture you know yep that must have been fucking i want to bring somebody from 1890 here now oh you, they their would, brains would just fucking explode <laughs> i don't think they'd have enough like a grasp to be to understand what the fuck's going on they'd probably think they're just in some weird fever dream <laughs> be like all right I'll, i'm gonna wake up here in a minute right like maintain control over your children's selection of cds or audio cassettes this is your privilege and your responsibility as a parent for as long as you have responsibility for your child legally financially materially you have authority over your child jeez what is played in your home even through headsets as part of your home's atmosphere don't allow your child to listen to music with ungodly lyrics that promote rebellion or selfish behavior so don't let them listen to anything i guess and recommend <laughs> that you guard your child including your teenage children against heavy rock music oh dear lord uh the driving Basically, beat don't let your kids grow up <laughs> the driving beat of this music is intended for only one purpose to raise your child's excitement level if a child doesn't have a healthy outlet for this energy such as a sporting activity it is likely to erupt in aggression or overt sexual behavior so rock and roll makes you want to touch people yeah because teenagers never fucked before rock and roll existed <laughs> okay talk about power moves no teenager ever fucked can you believe that that is wild i know how do, where do we all come from i know i <laughs> i don't know the last sentence in this chapter is real power is god at work focus on him i will say in regard to the to that last section you read the word authority it's a very aggressive strong word <laughs> but yeah. in christian circles this is this is a perfect example of christianese in christian circles all it means is that you have a respected voice in someone's life it's like if i say if you say this person has authority over you what it really means is this person is someone who you respect what they have to say i don't respect people fuck people <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so chapter 12 is seven more reasons not to watch random crap that he just couldn't find a way to fit in. He's just like, all right, I, I got to 
five reasons isn't enough. I need to give them more. In the last five chapters, I gave you the top five reasons parents should turn off Power Rangers and VR Troopers. At this point, I can't be (laughs) bothered to elaborate more on this shit. Number one, low production values. This is where he talks about, yeah, kids aren't stupid, but they are kind of stupid. A little stupid. But, yeah, these programs... It's not their fault that they're stupid. These programs simply aren't very good television. I don't disagree. No. They're for kids. Who cares? They're toy commercials. Yep. The programs have sparse dialogue and little acting apart from the martial arts choreography. The effects include lots of fire, smoke, parentheses CO2, because we don't know what smoke is, and general destruction (laughs) of property to cover poor design. This is where he's stepping into the the 1950s disaster movie scientist role. He's like, smoke (laughs) or CO2. Oh, the sets are cheap, and... um. Oh, they make the original Godzilla and King Kong look good. And I, I, I was reading that and I said out loud, excuse you. Because, <laughs> because uh, King Kong was a fucking marvel to goddamn look at back the then. The original King Kong yeah. and the original Godzilla. The original Godzilla, that yeah. first movie, that 1954 movie, were fucking rad. They were amazing works of their time. Well, and, I mean... Godzilla's just a guy in a rubber suit, but it still looks good, But it right? was a good, like, it wasn't like the sequels. No. Like, it was a really good suit, yeah. and the cinematography was top-notch. But the fucking ingenuity that went into making King Kong Oh, King work, Kong was amazing. Holy crap, this guy can suck a huge dick. Yes, I completely Oh, agree. man, that irritated me more than, like, yeah. almost anything else. The original King Kong and Godzilla, Godzilla were brilliant. And I also don't think he understands how this show is made. He's like, and Rita Repulsa's words are rarely in sync with her lip movements. I'm like, dude, she's speaking Japanese. Yeah. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> yeah, of course, she, of course her lips don't match. Oh, my God. I mean, I get it. Like, that irritated me when I was a kid, too. But I was dumb and didn't get how the show was made. So, yeah, all right. You've just proven that you're as dumb as a 12-year-old. They depict only perfect people. I'm like, yeah, well, it's a superhero show. They it's just... idealized. It, yeah. It, it's it's pretty lowest common denominator stuff. If your argument is that it's not the peak of fiction, you're right. It's not the peak <laughs> of fiction. If the only thing you're giving children is masterworks then yeah, you're going to come up short a lot of the time. Yeah, um, like like we said, you know, you can go to PBS and get like some of that stuff and educational stuff and you can yeah. watch, I don't know, what shows were like made for kids but like Oscar worthy. I mean, he recommends Mr. Rogers. I think Mr. Rogers is an excellent okay. example. Of Which is another PBS like, show. Like Mr. Rogers is top tier young children's programming. Like it doesn't get much better than Mr. Rogers. Reading Rainbow is top tier young children's programming. Carmen San Diego is excellent. Not hating on any of that shit, but it doesn't all have to be the, the absolute best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, like 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 even as adults, we can sit down and watch what uh fucking fucking citizen kane but then be perfectly happy yeah. going and watching fucking sharknado yeah it's exactly i, the I same don't think thing. there's anything wrong with teaching kids to have a balanced appreciation of the varying forms of entertainment i mean even pretentious ass lou reed lou reed <laughs> one of the most pretentious dudes ever at least in his youth said about the police academy movies that he thought they were great because sometimes you just want to shut your brain off. So yeah, only perfect people. So now the third the third reason not to watch, can you guess what it is? Sexual overtones. There are none. That show is so fucking dirty. 
Oh my god, I just I get so horny watching it. Like, There's literally none. I react very strongly to the youth of to the use of sex to sell product to children. Power Rangers and VR Troopers teens are highly sexual and act in sexual ways towards one another, especially the flirtation between Kimberly and Tommy. They exist near each other and occasionally like hold hands. They're teenagers. Of course they're going to flirt with each other. It they're teenagers. They're the, fucking teenagers. The teens regularly wear shorts and tank tops. <gasps> All the better to show off their perfect muscles and cute figures. Many parents refuse to face the fact that young children are sexual beings. Fucking gross. No, they're not. Children are subject. <laughs> children are subject to sexual titillation and stimulation, and they can be easily aroused sexually by material that has heavy sexual content. Heavy sexual content. Heavy. He's wearing he's using shorts. <laughs> heavy sexual content to exp- to describe Power Rangers. Yeah, man. Evangelical Christians are so fucking afraid of their own bodies. Like, so <laughs> afraid of sex. We are Ooh. so we are so obviously descended from Puritans that it's upsetting. <laughs> like, it really is. It really oh. is upsetting. Because evangelical Christians are fucking obsessed with anything related to the human body is just filthy. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's so fucking like, weird. It, completely ignoring that sex existed. In, if we're going with the strict literal interpretation of the book of Genesis, fucking was around before Adam and Eve ate the fruit of the tree. God what? told them, go forth, go f- be fruitful and multiply. What he was saying is, go fuck <laughs> a lot. Make children. Do a lot of fucking populate this weird yeah, fucking planet that existed that before sin existed so he he goes on to say like the the behaviors of these kids are teenage behaviors ones that are not appropriate for children thus they have no place in children's programs they're yeah. not doing anything children they're... should not see humans existing in shorts don't wear shorts the way he paints it you expect them to be doing doggy style in the, at in the middle of the the fucking juice bar. Yeah, they're fucking the putties everywhere. Yeah, just like <laughs> just like defeating the putties with with shots of jizz to the eyeballs. <laughs> Number four, is... hypersexualized. Come the yeah, fuck on. It's, it's fucking weird, man. Like this one, this one isn't even isn't even really. Number four is disregard for authority. They have none. Yeah, they do basically whatever. It's anybody because tells it's them because to do. they make fun of the principal of the school. And they ne- stuff. they don't make fun of him. He he's the butt of a lot of jokes. Like shit happens to him, but they never actively go like, Haha. yeah, not not once. But but simply having him having shit happen to him is like in this guy's <laughs> sort of extreme worldview. It's like any any sort of joke at the expense of anybody is like total disrespect for authority like come on a heavy emphasis it's on slapstick it's yeah, slapstick humor it's a it's a fucking cartoon but it's... you know what i will say evangelicals especially back at that time didn't love the slapstick they really didn't like like you heard people talking shit about looney tunes and the marx brothers and the three oh. stooges and stuff <laughs> tame ass shit like that they just didn't like the three stooges and the marx brothers because they were jewish they didn't care about them being yeah, being, being I mean, funny and weird. I I th- I think that's probably the origin of it. But then, at, but then you have like by the time it filters down to your average evangelical, the origin has sort of gotten lost, <laughs> and so they're just like, well, I mean, it is kind of violent, and violence is bad, so I'm against it. Have they read that book that they keep on referencing? Like, yeah, seriously, dude, the Bible is so full of extreme violence. There's literally okay, there is literally a story about. This dude, or the these dudes who like rape a woman to death, then 
her brothers go out and find these guys and cut them up into pieces and send the pieces to their family. But that's fine. Like, and that's it. That's the whole story. There's no, and then the Lord said, or, you know, some kind of moral. No, it's just that. It's just that. That's the story. This woman gets raped to death. And then these guys (laughs) chop the rapists up i'm totally cool with them chopping the rapists oh up, yeah by fuck the way. yeah i'm but, not trying to say but it's extreme but i was gonna say but the point is it's and very then violent. send it to their <laughs> families send the chopped up bodies to the families but you know and it's cool to teach that book to, to yeah kids. no that, that's great that's fine hey you remember that time when god killed literally everybody by drowning which is yeah. fucking horrifying he drowned everyone the whole world let's <laughs> he was let's annoyed. teach that to four-year-olds in sunday school because that's a good story because he was just annoyed because they were having too much fun or some shit number five a heavy emphasis on stereotypes there that's are, fair there's that's fair there's one emphasis on stereotypes. remembering that he's only seen seasons one and two now yeah zach uh definitely had the hip-hop keto thing but that's it that's really it and the yellow ranger was asian and the black ranger saban swore he didn't he didn't do that on purpose though and because he was he was from israel i understand that that's the case but there's some stereotyping going on there even if it's inadvertent in the original power rangers cast caucasian kimberly is given the color pink or oriental trini yellow keeping <laughs> keeping in mind the the word oriental had not fallen completely out of fashion at this point talk about stereotyping that's the last sentence <laughs> like i uh okay and yeah there's there's like stereotypes like scientists or nerds and fucking whatever i'm pretty sure all the all the stuff with with zach dancing and doing all that shit that was him he was a dancer in real life yeah i mean they played to his strengths but i but i but it does come off as stereotyping i mean it does if you don't know any of the story about the behind the scenes lives of the characters and stuff it looks majorly stereotyping uh, number six, a negative. Oh, here we go. A negative bias against business. This one, come the fuck on. Like I'm, I'm. First off, he the the shit he says is true. <laughs> yep. He says businesses are painted as the number one contributors to pollution and the and the destruction of resource, the wasting of resources. Yeah, big businesses are the number one contributors <laughs> yes. in pollution yeah. and the destruction of the environment and wasting of resources. They are. And then he's like, the only virtuous businessman is the owner of the juice bar. Yeah, because the only virtuous businessmen are small businessmen <laughs> who run small independent businesses. That's it. He's right. The, what, the things he says are true and he's saying them as if they're not (laughs) number seven a strong one world sentiment we go back to that where we're trying to include everybody yep and they do not like that no no evangelical christianity especially at that time except they want everybody to be an evangelical christian yeah i'm exactly the one world sentiment is literally the message of Christianity. Yeah. He talks about the world being united by one religion. Isn't that the post-apocalyptic world that Christians are so crazy about, where yeah. we're all literally part of the same faith? It doesn't make any sense, does it? I don't understand. Yeah. It's ridiculous. On the whole. On the whole. <laughs> uh, this is the end of this Keeping chapter. in mind, it's 1993, <laughs> and uh, I'm 14, and you're 7. Yep. 6. 
Six. If these seven reasons plus the previous five reasons are not sufficient reasons for you to turn off these programs in your home, ask yourself, can I name 12 good reasons for my child to watch these programs day in and day out? Now you're just throwing like, can you name an arbitrary number of things? Ask yourself, would I want my child to be a Power Ranger or a VR Trooper? Fuck yeah, I would. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I suspect your answer would be no. At least I hope it would be. <laughs> Which brings us to part three. What's a parent to do? What is a parent to do? Please Good fucking tell question, me. apparently. Uh, ten things you can do to save your child from these saviors, in quotes, of the planet. And then it is literally a list of things that only the most well-to-do people even have the option of. In a very positive, pro-Christ way, there are at least ten things you can do to help your child when it comes to media and toy selection. Number one, limit your child's TV time. Duh. And you probably should. It's and not a bad idea, but it's also not an option for a lot of parents, unfortunately. Because they have to be at work you know 15 hours a day they work in two jobs yes particularly single parents yeah like when i look at the fucking prices of rent in spokane spokane the backwater that is spokane <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous it's absurd and this was back in 95 my sister pays amounts of money for her rent that i don't pay for my entire month of living do you know what exploitation means <laughs> yeah <laughs> Two, avoid programs with violence, horror, sexual content, or occult symbols and activity. You should probably just turn the fucking TV off at that point. If, if you're on that page, like, if this is your worldview, if you share a worldview with this guy, then really, honestly, my parents were probably doing the best thing they could by just not having a just TV. Just not, yeah. Just not having one. The third one is actually is actually good, I think. This is, like, you know part of being in a family like actually spending time together number three make a no tv rule for a designated night or nights of the week yeah okay the, i'm not against all, i'm not against all these ideas it's just that they're ideas that speak to the person having a lot of time and a lot of control and good mental health themselves to be able to mm -hmm. organize the stuff that's going on that's where i failed big time me and my ex-wife our big failures were our own mental health was really, really bad. That's the struggle. Like, it's not that I disagree with the ideas he's presenting across the board. He, he He's presenting some good ideas, but so many of them are based on you being competent to be a parent in the first place, which I was not. Yeah, like the next one, number four, it's, a, it's another another thing about being being a f be with your family. And when you do watch TV, make make the viewing a family activity. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's, no. a, it's a good idea. Even but again, it is, it is dependent on you being able to, to facilitate that. I mean, even if you are watching one of those movies with like a dove on it, or whatever yeah don't just slap approved. your don't just slap your kid down and, and god man don't let him have that unsupervised the the dove movies jesus man i would i don't want my kids watching god's not dead without me there to be like hey some of this is horse shit you know that right yeah oh yeah oh fuck we have pure flicks now some, shit. some of this is dangerous in 95 kids we did not have pure flicks uh <laughs> and we shouldn't have it now not to, you know not only because all those movies are garbage for some fucking reason like production wise oh yeah but like you want to talk about bad production values holy shit yeah they think they're really good and i don't <sighs> i'm like there's a couple of them that have decent actors and there are good christian movies there are there are a few good ones I don't think Kurt Cameron's that bad of an actor. I just but Pure Flix isn't putting him out. <laughs> no, Kurt Cameron's a fucking insane person. Even I like Growing Pains. No, Kurt Cameron's not a bad actor. It's just that he he gets wrapped into terrible productions because of he you know he he's like all about the message and stuff. Are you saying that Saving Christmas is a bad movie? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Me either, and but we I probably am saying should. It's one probably of these days. a bad movie. Yes. There's a fucking Patreon year. <laughs> 
pure, pure nothing but pure flicks movies. Oh god, I, I really don't want to do that. Let's go to number five. Number five, encourage watching a wide variety of programs. Now I highlighted a piece of this old classic TV shows and movies from decades past. Again, with the racist inappropriate nonsense <laughs> that came out in the 40s 50s 60s whatever yeah you know what we should watch kids white christmas <laughs> you know what isn't that song about how great minstrel shows were good don't you love that one number six place higher value on activities that truly promote learning creativity and socialization yeah theoretically not a bad idea no, but your kids are assholes and they're gonna be like no i'm watching tv uh number seven talk about what you see this all boils down to be a fucking parent yeah talk about what you see that's what we do if the girls have a question we're like that's just the thing if we're watching something weird and fucked up which i'm i don't i don't re restrict them from anything like there's things that i'm like okay i don't want you to watch the evil dead remake because that could damage you psychologically for the rest of your fucking life because that movie's <laughs> actually terrifying because every time i watch that movie i get grossed out <laughs> I think it's great. I love that fucking movie, but it really, it fucks with you a little bit. A movie that gross and visceral. Here's the thing that as I'm reading this list, I'm thinking. I'm, I, I read this chapter just last night, and as I'm reading it, my thought goes, none of this is bad in theory. No. But, no. but this is aimed, this book is theoretically aimed at the evangelical Christian market. A market that is dominated by poor white people <laughs> yes with low iqs now imagine a parent imagine the stereotypical person you're thinking of when you think of some poor white trash southern bumpkin your average wrestling fan your average elk <laughs> resident right elk washington resident when you think of your average wrestling fan yes imagine that person having to try trying to have a nuanced conversation <laughs> with their inbred child <laughs> That's really mean. But about it's what's so going funny. on on television. Now, look, I realize <laughs> that that is a stereotype. I realize that that is insulting to my class of people, the people I grew up with. <laughs> but that is a reality, okay? My parents, the reason they yelled at me was because I was asking questions they were too fucking dumb to answer. <laughs> and and I'm sure they were also kind of uncomfortable about it, too. Yes. And... I'm not trying to shit on my parents. We all, we're all fucking up in our own ways, and they were fucking up in their way. My kids ask me questions that I don't have answers for, but fortunately, I had someone like my father. My father, my father fucked up a lot, and he yelled at me, and he hit me, you know, um, not like severe abuse or anything. Like, he never, like beating he never shit out of you. He never clocked me in yeah. the side of the head or something, but you know, like I, I got spankings that were a little too intense sometimes, you know, and certainly certainly there was verbal abuse from both my mother and my father he was doing his best and he really did try once it was brought to his attention by some i can't remember at what point in his life he had this brought to his attention but he did and he taught me he gave me an example of someone who could say i don't know and that is a huge fucking deal for people, especially in the evangelical Christian community, to be able to say, you know what, I don't know the answer to that. that. That is a huge step. And it allowed me, as a father, when my kids, who are way smarter than me, came to me with questions I didn't have an answer to, to say, you know, I don't have an answer to it. But I'll bet if you look for it, there's an answer out there somewhere. And it's okay that I don't have all the answers because you're smart enough. That we can Google that, that shit you now. you can find the answers. <laughs> yeah. They have resources that we never dreamed of fucking having when we were kids. So number eight is model activities other than TV watching. Again. I try that. 
the kids are like, reading's boring. Yeah. Good luck engaging <laughs> a kid with shit like that. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's not bad advice, but you do have to live in reality, too. Granted, it took me a long time to be like, I like reading for fun. Yeah. It took me like until I was in my 20s to fucking do that. I read a little bit in high school because I liked the books, but... Yeah, it took me a minute, so. Number nine, provide good media materials for your child other than videos. Yeah, like books. Like, build a personal library of yeah. favorite books to read. Number ten, buy toys with high play value. He talks about this earlier on in the book, and I kind of skipped over it. High yeah. play value means that you're able to come up with your own, it's like dolls with no names. Like, toys with no names, essentially. And stuff that you have to create your own I'm not against this. I, no. There's definitely some value there, but it's a mixed, it's a mixed bag thing. He goes too hard on it. He's like... There's no room for for G.I. Joe's and He-Man and stuff like that. That's perfectly fine. Get Lincoln Logs and a G.I. Joe, you know, or a Power Rangers toy or whatever, you know. It's like, mix it up. And then he says, you know, mirrors of the real world, such as kitchen, tool, and science sets. I thought he was just going to be, I thought he was going to say kitchen for girls. Cause I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the fact, that he, the fact that he didn't is remarkably progressive for the time. Although there's definitely an implication there that most most parents who are reading this book would have said, oh, kitchen for girls and tools and science sets for yes. boys. Well, <laughs> science sets could go either way, but the kitchen for girls, tools for boys, science could go either way. Remember that children are not the best choosers of their toys. You are. And That's children fair. And children do not need a lot of toys. Cycle toys so only a few are available for play on any given day during any given week. Yeah, it's fine. That's also true, but that's one of those ones where, like, as a parent, I had the means to get my kids more toys, and you feel so bad about the ways you're failing them that you want to make up for it somehow. <laughs> By so, buying them a bunch yeah, of shit. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you're like, well, this is something I can do. I don't have the mental bandwidth to do all these things i need to do but i have the financial bandwidth to be able to buy him that toy they like so i'm gonna do that i've leaned on that crutch far too many times and i'm at the point now where i'm like i just want them to hang out with me sometimes yeah because they're already at that age they're 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 nine years old and they do not give two shits about hanging out with us nine years nine year old for girls is basically the 13 for boys it's yeah it's starting now and then i'm just like you guys want to come downstairs watch a movie they're like uh yeah it's seven o'clock i'm like it's like almost bedtime. We can't fucking do that. <laughs> They're like, oh, then no. The last thing I highlighted here, well, there, there's a section called you are your child's best entertainment. I just fucking got done saying, no, I'm not. My kids hate me. They don't hate me. They just don't want to play no, with no. me. You're your child's healthiest form of entertainment. You're not their favorite form of entertainment. <laughs> no. Uh, the last thing I highlighted, though, is kind of creepy. Above all, preserve your child's innocence and purity. Don't let your child become a dumpster for the world's garbage. I understand that sentiment. I appreciate it. I appreciate that good intentions go into it. The idea is that you want your child to grow up well-adjusted. So if you want someone to grow up well-adjusted, the best thing is to not let them get traumatized by all this bullshit. <laughs> Philosophically, I can see the appeal of that idea. But I've known the kids who actually did have their mental purity preserved, right? And it's not that they grow up to be fucked up. It's that they grow up to enter the real world and be horrifically traumatized by everything. It's like if you had never used your hands ever <laughs> and suddenly you were given a job as a stonemason. Your hands are not ready for it. They're going to get torn to shreds. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens to those kids whose purity is preserved. They go out into the world and they're horrified and they're traumatized. And all of the trauma of an entire 18-year 
upbringing is compressed into that first year of real existence. And consequently, they end up going way further off the deep end than most people who just have built up a tolerance to sort of the <laughs> fucked up in this of the world. It's, you know, I mean, I mean, it really is. It's one of those situations where I totally understand the desire to give your kids that peace and to and to let them be safe from the horrors of real life. I understand that. I understand that motivation. You don't want to hurt your kids. You don't want to see your kids hurt by the world. But they have to get some hurt in them if they're to build, be able to function normally in real life. I get what he's saying. I get where he's coming from. But, like, honestly, that purity thing is overrated. You that, know what you want to do? You want to damage your kids as much as you can without fucking... <laughs> Without, like, breaking them completely. You don't want to damage your kids, but you don't want to overprotect your kids. You <laughs> yeah, want to no, let your kids awful. experience the normal amount of wear and tear while keeping them from the really fucked up shit. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get yeah. a good... Let them have a good scare. <laughs> yeah. But in an environment that's not going to kill them. You know, in yep. an environment where they're not going to be horrifically traumatized, let them get a little taste of the scary. Let them get a little taste of the horror because they're going to need that as an inoculation against life. Lucky for me, the kids had already had that by the time I got here. <laughs> so. so so then you just got to pile your shit on. OK, I yeah. can't fucking believe we made it to the end of this book. So, yeah, that was the truth about the Power Rangers. Jesus, this is and, probably going to be our longest episode. isn't oh, it? Oh, this is this one. I should have I should have said at the beginning, this one's going to be a long one. And I knew it was going to be because this guy's full of shit. It's one of those things where we might have to we might, we're, we're going to work. We might get some of his books and we just might read them. <laughs> chapter by chapter just fucking break him down make fun of this douche and and his friend joan whatever the fuck who wrote the sequel to turmoil in the toy box more turmoil in the toy box there's turmoil in the toy box part two. Oh, okay yep so yeah do you have any final thoughts besides what we just what we just said uh <laughs> you're gonna cut 90 percent all that shit i just said yeah now you know the truth yeah that's it is the truth satan and stuff i guess yes in this case the truth is satan and stuff and eastern religion is bad oh yeah and power rangers only caters to you got to be aware of them damn orientals <laughs> i hate that he uses that word he only uses it once but like what the fuck well he uses the term the orient at some point yeah uh but yeah so phil phillips fuck you i don't know <laughs> Even the well-intentioned shit, it's like you got to wade through so much yeah. horse shit to get to it. It's like, yeah, fuck off. Get a social media presence so I can like see what you're up to and make fun of you real hard. <laughs> write it. Oh, dude, write another book. The world is rife for the truth about TikTok or whatever. That's true. Oh, that'd be. Oh, oh, man. I don't understand how he's not capitalizing on it because right now the evangelicals are like coming down hard, hard, hard on that you know, uh, conspiracy theory level shit. Like he, we're ready. You know, it'd be funny as shit. If he like saw how crazy all this shit was like about four years ago, six, six years ago. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay. I think I'm going to <laughs> go over here and be a Democrat. Now you remember those books that I wrote? I was full of shit. I don't know anything. I was wrong. I was so wrong. Also, oh God. I watched power Rangers again and it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out with the truth about Phil Phillips's bullshit. That would be the funniest fucking thing ever. I would love that so much. So I think that does it. This is Power that's Power Rangers month 2022. I think this was a good <laughs> Power Rangers month. This is probably one of my favorites. It started out a little rough. That Christmas special. Whew. 
But I feel like we closed strong and we had some fun along the way. Yeah, Common Rider Zio was pretty fucking awesome. Yes. Jew Ranger, fi- I finally sat through that whole series. It was fucking great. Yep. It was actually really good. I'm very surprised. I had a lot of fun with it. I did not think I would, but I did. And then this. This was an experience. That's our first book review. Yeah. Maybe we'll do another one one you day. You were here for it, folks. Yeah. We're making history right now. And we're going to be history in a couple minutes. Uh, you can follow us on social media and everything at the Shark Pod. If you want to give us some money because of all the hard goddamn work we did reading an entire 107-page book. I don't know if I'll recover anytime soon. <laughs> you can go to Patreon and you can also listen to on Patreon. You can listen. If if you give us money, you got to give us money first. Uh, you can hear our 2021 the 13th where we talk about all the Friday 5th 13th movies. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then you you can listen to A Year in the Asylum where we talk about some Asylum mockbusters. You know, Asylum, the guys who made fucking Sharknado and shit. Which we're about two-thirds of the way through now. Yes. And they've been doing it for a long time. And the older ones show their age like milk <laughs> because they weren't into it to make any decent movies at that point. Whew. Yeah, Transmorphers was a struggle. <laughs> you'll you'll hear all about it at the end of at the end of August, actually. Yeah, so uh, uh, a few just, days just after few this days. one comes out, patreoncom slash Hollywood. You can give us a dollar. You can give us a thousand. You can give us as many as many dollars as you want, and you'll have access to all that shit. And there's gonna be there's gonna be more next year. So come do that. It's very exciting. Very exciting shit. We're excited to see you there. Uh, next month we're gonna have three episodes. By the way, Oof. three fucking episodes. Oh, man. And we, we already know what they are. They're going to be, we're going to do The Craft. We're going to pregame for Halloween, which is going to be the first episode that month, The Craft. And then we're going to do Clerks because Clerks 3 is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. I think that episode, I have it scheduled to drop the day before Clerks 3 comes out. And Perfect. then so you can, you can be ready. Yes. And then Dinner in America, which is a good little good little indie film that not a lot of people have seen because it, ju- it got a limited American release. But it, yeah. This is one of my absolute favorite movies I've seen so far this year. So, yeah, I, I'm i very excited to do that one. And it's I've awesome. Watched, I've watched it twice so far and loved it just as much the second time. After that, it's all Halloween shit, and we'll tell you about that when it comes to it. But in a couple weeks, we'll be back with The Craft, which is exciting because I love that fucking movie. Love The Craft. But until then, stay jossel. Um...